This episode of the Esoteric Order of Roleplayers is brought to you by the generosity of our backers on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash esotericrp to find out how you can become a backer too. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with all the latest news, and join our Discord community to chat with players and fellow listeners. The Esoteric Order broadcasts from Santa Fe, New Mexico. We recognize these episodes are produced on the traditional territory of the Tewa-speaking Pueblo peoples, and we acknowledge their community, their ancestors, their elders, both past and present, and future generations. The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers present The Great Game, a Castle Falkenstein campaign, with David Larkins as the host. Okay, so yeah, as I was saying, we'll we'll see if Alex makes it, but we'll just press on, picking up where we left off two weeks ago in uh, the mystery, no, not the mystery, the haunting of Brodick Castle. So, um, mm, I know it's only been two weeks on the calendar, I'm sure it feels like a lot longer for everybody, but can anyone remember where we left off? First of all, rest in peace, Sean Connery. Yes, indeed. Uh, interesting timing there. Yeah. I <laughs> just trotted out my my trademark Connery. That's right. <laughs> um, but the late Sean Con was. Um, I think here. What 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 did happen? We where there was a rumor <laughs> that um, I'm not going to get any of these names. Um, <laughs> that the. That the lord of the the lord of the castle was mm-hmm. having having an affair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, man, <clears throat> I remember Jade uh, running interference uh, yeah. with some country bumpkin type, perhaps. He was at the he was like guarding the entrance to the gardens, and he was our he was the, the carriage driver. the carriage driver. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that we had just found, or you guys had just found, Am kind of like a service passageway in the yeah. maze with a mm. scrap of fabric yeah i unlocked it tangled up that's right right you picked the lock that was uh beyond I, I, me i i pulled the push <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah um, there was like a little cutout in the hedges though that was hard to see and it had a scrap of spooky fabric but it was physical fabric that's right so we were just about to duck through the hole <laughs> Oh yeah, that's As the best they say. That's the As thing we say. do best. <laughs> that's why they hired us. Take it to the hole. <laughs> All right. 
Good. Yes, that's about what I remember as well. So just to refresh your memory on the rumors that uh, Frederick was able to gather down at the tavern, uh, that the Isle of Arran is a shadow of what it once was. The clearances saw wealthy individuals take advantage of poorly written Scottish law to evict farmers and consolidate land into larger farms, focusing on sheep herding instead of food growing. Many have left the Isle for cities on the mainland looking for work. Those that remained ended up earning less due to depressed economy and less employment opportunity. The McElroys did their best to fight against these clearances, but there was little they could do against the force of the law. Uh, and then, related to that, there aren't many fairies left on the Isle of Arran. Many left during the clearances, choosing to follow departing humans with whom they had formed cultural and family bonds. Others vanished into the hills or waters and haven't been seen since. And then lastly... Laird Thomas McElroy has been seen around the village with Fiona Logan, the pastor's daughter, who has the voice of an angel. Some whisper the two might be having an affair, not that it is anyone's business. And then um, one of us, I believe it was Astrid, had mm -hmm. met with the Laird's wife. Mm -hmm. She had some kind of medical condition. Is that right, Astrid? She was quite depressed after her miscarriage um and so yeah has been in quite the malaise for the last year um because of her room's location in the castle i think she just happens to see the lady a lot and i did see the figure when i was over on that side mm -hmm. um before we got locked in our wing of the castle mm -hmm. um but yeah so but nothing cool. other than that that I could find medically wrong with her. All right. I believe that about covers it. Unless there's anything anybody else remembers. Otherwise, Through we will pick it up. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, this cleverly cut, narrow passage in the hedge... Um, uh, that um, seems to point back towards the village. And the bit of fabric uh, that you found uh, belonged to, or not belonged to, but rather uh, seemed to be a woman's uh, scarf. That is as I recall. Yeah, same. Just so that I'm clear, or can we even tell? I know it's dark and everything, but the way that the scarf was snagged, was it snagged coming out of that passage or going into that passage? Like, is it obvious? Mm, um, it was on kind of an outside bramble, so probably, probably going into the passage. Cool, cool, cool. So, so we could be following somebody. Yeah, that's the whole point. We're gonna be like, hey, are you a ghost? <laughs> right. <laughs> Alive or dead? <laughs> Friend or foe? <laughs> I was gonna have my invention ready for this session, but Santi got busy at work and couldn't help me figure out how to do it, so I don't have anything now. Mm -mm. Your ghost glasses? Is that um, it? I was gonna make basically like a like a spirit box, like that's so, right. Yeah, so that I could yeah. capture voices. Trap from Ghostbusters. No, like for <laughs> voices, like when you have a little radio and you're like, 
oh. are you here with us? And it's like, nah, 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 you know, and then you get creeped wow. out even if it doesn't say anything. Yeah, that is spooky. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it said maybe two I even researched it. I was like, I'm going to use a piezoelectric crystal sandwiched between two metal plates, and it was going to be a thing. That's awesome. So, well, but I didn't finish okay. it. So that's okay. Some alternate universe got it, and they're loving it. It's true. Indeed. All right. Just got a text from Alex. He's on his way. Nice. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so you want to go through the passageway, do you? Hmm. Of course we do. <laughs> and who's Astrid's leading the way? Is Jade, is Jade with us, or is she still? She with... was I think still. I have to extricate myself from yeah. the Scotsman. Okay. Or hot Scots. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. They were quote sharing a cigarette and quote now. Um, Probably going to try and extricate myself once I finish this cigarette. But it's, <laughs> smoke. it's been a lot of practice to get it to look right. Fair. <laughs> right. <laughs> You either you weren't, weren't pulling enough or you're pulling too much. No, of course he doesn't breathe. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> if you've ever noticed, like watch just a little too closely, like even blinking, you have to like, oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you uh you creatures do this, don't you? Yeah. Blink. <laughs> no yeah. No one so you like the whole fairy race exists within the uncanny valley. <laughs> Basically. Lately. Wonder Grant's so weirded out by. <laughs> I would say unless someone's trying to stop me, like Astrid's curiosity would not allow her to think like maybe I shouldn't be in front. She'd be like, well, this is the way, obviously, and she would just go. But mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay. I mean... You know, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I take that as my responsibility to uh, to lead to head the charge, to be in front, to bear bear the brunt, to uh, you know protect my friends from any potential to block our view. You know, <laughs> yeah, to block our view. Iskander, while also I, to obscure yeah. your. <laughs> while I appreciate line your, of sight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> while I appreciate your. Uh, uh, defense of your friends and your meaning to protect us and, and all. Um, perhaps we should let those who are a little sneakier uh, or perhaps more diminutive mm. uh, go up front until we know that there's a uh, force with which to be brunted and then we'll throw you on yeah. up there. And worst case, mm. I'll just plank and then you can move there you over go. me. There you go. <laughs> I see. Yes, it's like you would arrange a group for uh, posing for a, this uh, daguerreotype or similar so that uh, everyone can be seen. Uh, this makes a lot of sense. Yes, thank you. Okay. So you convinced me. Un so like until, so uh, and I am going to say, Astrid, I mean, we'll, let's, let's duck down. Iskander, try your hardest. And uh, we'll maybe wait until Jade catches up. And then we'll all proceed together. That sounds good to me. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> I feel like I would try to... Uh, oh, Alex! <laughs> there he is. 
feel like I would try to crouch down, but I mean, at some point I would be crouching and then realize that we're just waiting for uh, Jade to arrive, at which point I would stand up again. And then, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Dust off my and stand back up. <laughs> Imagining like your leg is cramping a little. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right. Especially because crouching is just kind of like hands on knees, like, you know, a little kid looking at a frog. <laughs> like, you know, that's about the extent of his stealthiness. So, uh, yeah, eventually I'd feel a bit discomfited and just stand up. My that's fair. hands clasped behind my back, as usual. I don't know. I feel like with all of my machine work that I've had to do, I've mastered the Eastern squat. So I can just sit like that forever. I'm good. I'm probably just sitting on the ground. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of chairs out on the open prairie, I imagine. Nah, I I sleep not on the floor. Not even stumps, because there's like no trees, you know. I mean, right? there's plenty of trees. Um you know, just no, I, I'm I'm used to, I'm you know, anyways. <laughs> uh, where's Brexta? <laughs> I'm still leisurely smoking the cigarette because I have absolutely no consideration for the fact that you guys are waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a beautiful night. Right. Yeah. That's true. It's not tobacco. Absolutely true. Yeah. Ha- Haas is with us, right? I yeah, the rest so. of us went while Brexta was distracting the guard. <laughs> As you can tell, Alex, we're just still trying to sort out what the hell, where where we all left off two weeks ago. So right. it's, <laughs> it's taken the entire last 40 minutes. Not really. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been a while. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, Alex, just to remind you, uh, you were all in the, all, all of you save Brexta were in the, in the hedge maze and you had found a little secret passage. And now the current debate is whether to go down said passage or not. I mean, I want to go, but if we want to wait for everyone to be here, I'm okay with it, but I don't want to lose our opportunity to see something because I saw the lady before we came down here and that took a while well if she it, by the um the placement of this scarf uh if she came through this way that would indicate that she's got to come back out this way so i think we'll i mean unless she's I, a ghost then she doesn't have to do anything well i mean she doesn't have right to play by that. your rules <laughs> that's very true <laughs> <laughs> no one does but uh yeah, I mean I'm fine with I'm fine if Brex is lost in time and trying to remember to blink and breathe, I think we'll be I, th- I think we can mosey on out. I think we could leave her uh I mean Okay, so we're waiting for her here. She doesn't know we're waiting for her, but does she even know where we're waiting for her to like meet us there? No. Really, you guys are all. very stealthy, though, so I feel like it won't be hard to just yeah. get a mouth breathing. Yeah. Yeah. So we should leave her a uh, a sign. Like, we saw the scarf. We should leave her some sort of, you know, yellow ribbon or something. Um, I'll, uh, I'll take my hat off and put it on one of the bushes. Unmistakable. I like it. 
That's right. This now raises the question of whether another party was in the maze earlier waiting for another person and left the scarf there as a sign to that person. That's right. (laughs) And this is just one, like, worm or a boros just devouring its own tail. (laughs) Right. Or just the next in the long line of sacrifices. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Sacrifices. The the last group David ran this for. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Who did Albert have? Oh, yeah, he had the black scarf. Okay, let's write that down. Wait a minute. It's all ad hoc signals to the missing party member? Always has been. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Always has been. <laughs> all, right. all right, well, Astrid. So, let's do it. Astrid, lead the way. Doing it. Okay. Then we looking have... around. Oh, sorry, I'm smashing my microphone because I'm so excited. I'm looking around. <laughs> and what's That's our why I have the tiny order? hands because my big hands are too violent. <laughs> the tiny hands. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so you venture into this uh, narrow pass through, and um, it is indeed just like barely shoulder width wide. You know, the the branches and the leaves are sort of brushing against your your clothes as you walk uh and then the um it is open to the sky overhead but the the hedges are constantly trying to kind of come in and and uh, join up so it's just the narrowest strip which means that it is essentially pitch black you know and the only thing you have as a waypoint is the end fortunately it's a straight pass pass through so you know you can see the twinkling lights of the village you know uh out the other end which gives you some thing to walk towards at least but probably it's that thing you know it's (laughs) it's like when you get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and you don't want to like run into anything but if like you were on night vision you just look like such an idiot because you're just walking with your hands out like you know uh you're just doing that you're doing the midnight bathroom walk Awesome. Um, <laughs> That's one of my s- skills that I'm good at. One of your specialties? Good. <laughs> so, um, uh, but yeah, no, the um, the passageway is, you know, it's about 20 yards. And um, you can tell just from the feeling of walking through it that it's well-trodden. You know, it's there's no brambles or dry twigs or anything like that. You know, you're just... Your, your 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 way is unimpeded uh and eventually yeah you do emerge out the other side there's a uh low low stone wall with a you know a little wooden gate in it and um a footpath on the other side of the gate that leads off down towards the village so this is like an unguarded entrance into this garden that otherwise they're charging entry fees for. Mm-hmm. Yep. So based on the way it's located, does it seem like even though it goes out towards the village proper, that maybe most people still wouldn't know about it? Is it like uh, obfuscated yeah. in any way? Well, yeah. So like kind of turning around, getting a look at it from the outside, you can see that it's every bit is cleverly camouflaged on this side as it is on the other side. All right. So this is a secret fuck tunnel. I mean, based on the clues we have so far. <laughs> there is a, um, 
a rather large garden shed nearby as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Gotta check out the shed. Like Evil Dead style, just tool shed. And then tool shed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you kept the scrap of uh scarf, you held on to that. Did Astrid, did you keep that? I know I definitely no. examined it, but I don't know that I kept it. I don't know if we established that. I didn't so, I, mean, I didn't take it. I, I feel like someone would have held on to it. If no one yeah, held on to it, clue. I would have yeah, I definitely would have tucked it into my pocket if no one else pocketed it. But had no. someone else kept your pockets it, are probably bigger, so fine. it's fine. Well, hopefully, my hat doesn't become someone else's clue in this never-ending Ouroboros of <laughs> tunnel traps. <laughs> some sort of in the long grass kind of scenario, except it's <laughs> in the private fuck tunnels. <laughs> The name of this episode. That is the name. <laughs> Chapter three in the private fuck tunnels. Not one of those skeevy public fuck tunnels. This one right. is private, you see. Well maintained, constantly staffed. Some dignity. Yeah, but I would definitely stage whisper to everyone decorum. like the path leads towards the tool shed. Alright, well the way I see it, we've got well, I don't know, maybe two or three options here at least. I mean, we can go down there, we can kick that door open, or we can be all uh, quiet-like and see if, you know. I think we should just the, open it and look. If the shades, if the sheds are rocking, don't come a-knocking, you know? <laughs> well, are there any windows in the shed? The uh, indeed, yes. All right, yeah. Is there a hole in the wall through which we may see it all? <laughs> you, you, you could say that yes um <laughs> let's, let's uh yeah let's go up there and look through these windows all right uh well unsurprisingly since it's nighttime and there's no lights on on the inside either you just get a nice a nice view of a completely black interior is there any Do noise I hear anything yeah, yeah. Quite, uh, quite silent. All right. Also, opening the door. <laughs> Astrid, how tall? How how tall is Astrid? I imagine Astrid is like three feet tall for some reason. I what? was really <laughs> short. The problem is, I have a different body because of a magic mishap. So now I'm not yes. so short yeah, anymore. Weird. You <laughs> may you may recall that. I'm not sure. No, I don't. I don't. I, I don't think you were directly involved in that in any way. <laughs> no, but, yeah, just I, yeah. Right. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Because, yeah, Where's I was, my like, Zuckerberg face? four foot <laughs> Oh, my God. But now I assume I'm, like, like five foot something. So I'm still not crazy tall or anything, but I'm not as yeah. short as I was. Okay. I'm a, right. Yeah, I'm going to give Astrid, I mean, not that she needs my permission, but I'm, I'm just going to let Astrid do her thing. I'm doing my thing. Um, since I can't see, my next best thing is to touch everything, obviously. So I'm just going to go inside <laughs> and feel around. That's right. Oh. I, Okay, I, so to try I'm sure I have. First. Yeah, I'm. Sh- I'm sure I could probably create magic out of you know five minutes of time, but I would rather just light a match. Uh, <laughs> and- <laughs> Let me weave a flame from my oh, hand. Yeah. It's like I got a match. Okay, yeah, that works too. No, yeah, no time. <laughs> no time to weave magic. 
We don't want any magical yeah. mishaps happening here. So. No, we don't want to I'm set just, the castle on fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to strike a couple matches and, uh, you know, give them to mm-hmm. Astrid if she wants them. Or she, mm-hmm. I don't know if Astrid likes to play with fire. <laughs> here, here but, are your 15 <laughs> seconds of light. Well, if okay, you have a match, yeah. do you want to take it to the window and see if we can see anything from there before I go in? But I will take a match to go in as well. That's fine, too. Nah, we'll I just go inside. go in first. And then if it seems kind of clear light the match yeah, yeah 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 i think that's fine okay uh, <laughs> yeah no, this, is, this is like one step up from the whole gazebo uh anecdote you know it's, it's like woo the tool shed um okay so you uh you open the tool shed and um the, you know there's a bit of uh, a bit of ambient moonlight coming in maybe and um and uh, you can see that it is indeed a tool shed. It's got, um, it has, you know, shears and hose and rakes. It's, it's the kind of tool shed you would think would go with a hedge maze. I'm not a dwarf, but I do want to look for secret doors and tunnels and whatnot in this place. Yeah, this is a little, little too convenient. Yeah. God damn it. Hey. <laughs> You figured me out. All right. Uh, does anybody have above average perception? Alex's is, or Frederick's, played by Alex, has the best perception and then out of the group that's here. And then mine is also decent. Mm-hmm. I think, though, is um, Astrid the only one in the shed at the moment? Or have we all kind of piled in? I mean, if uh, I poked in and looked around and be like, it, there's just tools. I'm not seeing anything in particular. Could you help me look around? Oh, yeah. I'll look around. So, let's see. Um, opening up. So, this is a mental... Yeah, although what's your perception at? It's great. Oh, yeah. No, you're, you're good. No need okay. to play anything. Um, so... Um, yeah, you, uh, you, you, you take a quick scan of the shed and, uh, it appears to be completely mundane. There's, um, there's no real, uh, secret doors or, or anything like that. So wait a minute. What is this? What is this tucked in under one of the, uh, garden benches, tables, things, uh, is what appears to be uh like a lady's um i guess you could call it a a dress box you know like a box for holding dresses right you know it's not a hat box it's a dress box ah. right perfectly you normal know, to totally keep your thing. ghost lady dress proper until you can sneak in through the secret fuck tunnel Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all Maybe. together now. Maybe. Rest box, you say. Well, let's Is open this dress box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but what are the contents of this dress box? Oh, they are called dress boxes. Oh, look at me. All right, so. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> Something with a name that makes sense. How does, dare they? Yeah, does what it says on the tin. Well, it's like that. Um, it's like that. That it's like that Mitch Hedberg joke where he's like. Whoever was in charge of naming things in the refrigerator had, like, the easiest job ever. Like, what is this thing? It keeps things cool. Well, it's a cooler. What is this thing that keeps things fresh? It's a fresher. I'm going on break. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Rest his soul. That dude was great. Every time I go to Hertz Donuts and they're like, do you want a receipt? I always think of Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> it's a donut. You don't need to bring paperwork into this. <laughs> yes, yeah, paperwork doesn't need to enter into this transaction. <laughs> All right. So uh, so who's opening the dress box? Well, That's Frederick good, found think. it. Oh, okay. So it, unless he like hands it over. I mean, I would assume true, it's true, up true. to his curiosity. All right, Frederick. He is pretty curious, so he will open it, but uh, I think he'll open it in a manner where everyone can uh, gaze upon its contents at the same time. So mm. it's a theatrical. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. That's that's a good point to uh, cut away to maximize the suspense. So what's, uh, what's Brexed up to? You finished your cigarette and the group still hasn't returned. Jock is still up in your jock. Uh, you know, like, oh, you want to go down to the tavern any time, shoot. You know, that kind of thing. So, but what does a finished cigarette look like to somebody who can't breathe? That too. Did you smoke it all the way down to the filter and then some? No, I think at this point I've practiced enough and have, uh, like, I'm sure like my first couple were silly or like in like one really big inhale like burns the whole thing out you know mm-hmm. um but at this point i'm pretty practiced so uh i mean i think that you know since we're like kind of chit-chatting i know that frederick had brought back some gossip about you know the lord of the castle there and since it's like kind of dark we're getting kind of cozy i might try asking him you know oh you know this is uh Quite the spot for uh, midnight stroll, I imagine. We're not the only ones to take advantage of the privacy here. Yeah, so probably just trying to, you know, kind of suggestively, without being, like, too gross about it, kind of ask after the uh, nocturnal habits of the other residents here. Sure, sure. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Jock, you know, scratches his chin contemplatively and he says oh well uh, you get the occasional folk up from the village walking around mooning over each other under the moon as it were uh but uh the lord and the lady they mostly keep to themselves and uh apart from the uh the tourists and whatnot yeah that's why uh I come out here myself. I'm supposed to make sure that people aren't uh, trespassing uh, after hours, you know, in the labyrinth. So I let uh, I let you lot through as a little favor, but don't usually do that. But I can never resist a pretty face. <laughs> you lot, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Well, I'm trying to think about what the best way to actually separate myself from this is. And I'm going to say maybe it would be something like finishing the cigarette, flicking the butt, Mm -hmm. and then maybe kind of like running off into the maze. Mm. But I'm imagining like going ethereal and possibly doing like a throwing my voice, like a giggle off in the wrong direction kind of a thing. You're going to get him lost to the maze. (laughs) He won't get lost, right? Ah, I mean, eventually he'll find his way out. <laughs> oh, come on. If he's, well, I guess he's just standing at the entrance. I don't really care about consequences. That sounds fine. That's all good. <laughs> what is this? Just 
<laughs> Cut to a skeleton in a pea coat and flat cap, you know, some days later, still somewhere boring. inside the labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, still, yeah. <laughs> it's Jock's it's brand. Fully decomposed skeleton. <laughs> yeah, just instantaneous. <laughs> Bleached bones. Frozen. <laughs> yeah, or frozen. It's yeah. June. <laughs> Or whatever time of year. I'm, yeah, I'm imagining. Cold. It's late October. It is late October. That's right. <laughs> it's my, it's it my honeymoon. Standing out here, though, I can't imagine that he's going to be not dressed for the weather. So he is. Not. He's definitely dressed for the weather. It's he fine. should be fine. He'll be fine. Unless I'm literally a fairy. It's his own damn fault if he goes running after me. Yeah, it's not like you're undercover or anything here. He knew what he was getting into. That's right, yeah. Don't go chasing fairies into hedge mazes. You just, that's on you. We all know that song. Please stick to the mortal <laughs> humans that you're used to. Yeah. Really that's all right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad everyone picked up on <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, you, you're, you know, I mean, you got him wrapped around your finger and he goes chasing off after you, like, oh, come here, little, little birdie. Ha ha ha. Yeah. You know, and then, like, within an instant, like, he's just lost. Completely lost. Fantastic. And uh, at that point, you can hear some chatter coming from, you know, the uh, south side of the hedge. And for you, it would just be a, I'm, I'm assuming, a simple matter of etherealizing your way out of the hedge. No need for secret tunnels or anything like that. Probably. Just, yeah. like, walk straight through. Uh-huh. Yeah. Line. Oh, they're this way. Yep, exactly. Uh, okay, so meanwhile, back in the tool shed, the lid of the dress box is whipped off in dramatic fashion, and everyone looks down, and indeed, you see a carefully folded uh, dress of, you know, black, satin, velvet, and crinoline uh, that looks to you, Astrid, exactly like the dress you saw on the Black Lady earlier this evening at sunset. Interesting. So we should inspect this to see if it's missing a swatch. <laughs> if there is a costume scarf uh, missing, um, it's interesting because that means that the person has like left, right? Mm. So they were there. It's not the Lord because he was still in the castle when I was meeting with his wife. And that's about when I saw her. So it would have to be someone else. But they were leaving, not coming in at that time or in the convenience. Interesting. It's a very nice dress. It's definitely not a costume dress. It's, uh, you know, it was intended for, for, for actual like wear, you know. I wonder if, um, I don't know. I, what do you make of this, Astrid? So the tool shed is by the secret entrance. Mm-hmm. And then the town is kind of nearby. Does the track from here, is there like an obvious used path that leads to anywhere in particular towards the village? Or is there is the trail kind of cold here? Yeah, it's just like a footpath. You know, it it seems to be one of those, like, um, I know there's a term for it, but it's like the the shortest distance between two points, even though it's not the official way to get there. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you see two two sidewalks joining at a 90 degree angle and then there's a, a path that cuts across them because people are too lazy to walk to the edge of the corner and then turn you know <laughs> so they, everyone's just cutting the corner you know uh it's that kind of thing so there, there's an actual like you know gravel road from the castle down to the village but this is like the the faster route so it's you know it's probably used by you know you would just infer that it would be used by the this castle staff like if they're having to go down to the village to get a goose or you know whatever right is there a uh, monogram or a dressmaker's mark anywhere on the the dress Mm, excellent question um there is not uh this is definitely not a um designer dress uh you know, it, it's it's well made, but it um, it's locally tailored. Locally, huh? Uh-huh. I mean, I guess we have to take it if it's one of our clues, but... I don't know. I think we should leave it here. And surveil it? And either survey it or... Because, I mean, I don't... The last thing I want is whoever's responsible or whoever's involved with this, these shenanigans, um, being, you know, aware that somebody's onto their games. Uh, however, I, I do think Haas is onto something here. Uh, surely a dress like this, the local tailor may remember making such a thing. Or would know who could, if there is a... Or would know who could. Back, back room seamstress or something like that, you know, or it could be imported. I mean, it is very cosmopolitan modern times. It could have been ordered bespoke from gay Paris for all we know, but, but, but that would have, that would have a monogram on it. Like if it was a worth gown or something, it would definitely, you'd be able to tell. Uh, So that, that being said, the materials, the materials are expensive. Right. So it's it's not it's not like a, a peasant's dress or anything like that. But yeah, it seems to have been made locally. I think the whoever made it would probably remember making this dress. It's pretty striking, right? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's got brocades nice. and yeah. you know, gauzy veils and you know sworn to secrecy. Is it but okay, so is it missing a like a a a piece is it worn out like is it missing our does the scarf match? Clue. The scarf matches. Yeah. The scarf matches, yes. Hmm. So we can uh, be reasonably sure that uh, clue matches this clue as well. Right. Well, so definitely during the day, we could check in with tailors. We could even ask her on the castle, like, oh no, one of my dresses has become unraveled. Is there anyone who can fix it for me? Because if it's nicely done, it may also be internal employees and stuff as well. Um, Thinking, like, rewinding my brain, Mm -hmm. if I was a person dressed as a spooky ghost lady who had come in through this way, um, is there any where that I could look around in the path that would be like into the castle. That's not the way we came around, like through the garden entrance proper. Is that something I could explore? 
basically as far as you can tell the there's the main drive up to the castle and then there's this kind of back entrance that seems to be about it and the uh the garden and the labyrinth you know sit between this back entrance and the castle pretty uh pretty okay extensively what time is it well uh i think you guys yeah elbow and answer with the time hopefully oh. scaring him <laughs> oh i'd spooked for sure <laughs> <laughs> ten, <laughs> ten o'clock sharp but... oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. no it's a, yeah i'd say it's like maybe about 10 so i probably get so spooked that i i kind of jump and then uh i slip a little bit um and fall on my butt nice thanks i'll take the penalties and then uh <laughs> i'm looking at brexta have you materialized yeah i was just sneaky oh, okay i was like i, I could have sworn i thought a ghost had done snuck up upon me and i'm gonna get up and brush myself off oh well most ghosts are hardly as subtle as that Did you have any, uh, did you get any information, find anything interesting, Brexta? Well, I do think it's interesting that our groundskeeper friend, uh, knows that all of you are back here. I trusted that you'd be a little more cautious. I suppose we're not the sneakiest. <laughs> Other than that, not really, just confirmations that the labyrinth is, uh, place for the canoodlings of the village, or at least until recently. Okay. Hmm. I want to talk to the help. I think, uh, I don't know, I mean, to me, well, first of all, I'm I'm cold. Secondly, <laughs> my wife's in bed alone on her dang honeymoon. <laughs> Good point. And third, and third I, I think this well's run dry this uh, tonight. Unless you guys, I mean... If y- y'all want to stay around and hunt for clues, you know, be my guest. But I think I'm thinking about turning in here in a minute. No, I think that's a good idea. I'd actually like to maybe post up by the door to our wing to see if I can hear when they unlock it in the morning. Hopefully mm. they unlock it because mm-hmm. that was a whole thing. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Any other agendas for anyone before morning comes? Oh, I think we're going to leave the dress, right? And then the next day head, among other things, maybe head into the village and see if there's a dressmaker. Yeah. Yeah. And then even keep watch kind of where we can see that path knowing where it is to see if anyone actually uses it. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. Hold on a minute. I, I may have something. We'll see. Uh, but go ahead and talk amongst yourselves while I try to figure it out. Grant gets out his spell book and starts yeah, flipping through pages. Is it the magic equivalent of like the bank die where they ma- open the dress box and it's like, <laughs> and then we know who it is? <laughs> that's not a bad idea. I was, I was thinking more like a, like a sentinel that's going to sit here and when somebody walks in, they're like, hey, Grant, somebody's in here and they're getting naked and you might want to check it out. They're putting on this dress. 
You know what we could do? That would be funny. We could take the dress and leave something behind that looks like the dress until they try to put it on. Ooh. Hmm. Can you do such a thing, Brexter? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a glamour uh, application. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid if I. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a cautious man. I don't want to. I don't want to do an enchantment on this dress and then it turns to margarine and our plans are foiled. Well, yes, it would be sure so bad if something happened to an inanimate object rather than a person. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Go full on Jimmy Stewart. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Just a minute there. <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, that's an interesting idea. So, uh, what do you think, Brexta? Do you wanna you wanna weave some glamour? Sure. Okay. Let's see what else can we fit in this box. Just some random garden implement. Or, I don't know. Just do a bundle of leaves. That's fine. Yeah, like a canvas tarp or whatever they use for gathering sticks and leaves or something. There's definitely uh, any 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 amount of burlap sacks you want to take advantage of for sure. Now the question is, can I do something where if it's picked up, it uh, expires, as it were, or like set a timer on it? Right, right, right. Let's see here. Let's let's check out glamour. We haven't really had a a lot of experience with that up to this point. Glamour. Uh, let's see. Just use my. Ah, trusty rule book here. Alright, let's see. <laughs> glamour. Not in the index under glamour. Fairy, there we go. Fairy powers. Excellent. Okay. Okay, using fairy powers. A glamour stays erected until the fairy character either dispels it or has it dispelled. The fact that a mortal sees through the glamour has no effect on its continued existence. You can pick up fairy gold, kiss a fairy woman, or live in a fairy castle. The best way, then, is to think of glamour is as an illusion with permanence and solid form. Sure. Um, okay, cool. So, let's see here. What's your uh, glamour at? Average. Average, okay. Um... All right, well, it, it kind of just would then depend on how realistic you want it to look. You know, the higher you can get it, the more the more realistic it'll, it will seem and feel and so forth. If I'm at average, then that's a four? Uh-huh. Okay. That's correct. Well, let's go ahead and throw down this bad boy. All right, was that a nine? A ten. A ten, all right. Cool. So it gets you up to 14, which is extraordinary. All right. Just Excellent. Just real thing. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. All right. Uh, great. So you weave a little, little bit of glamour there, and you get your you get your fake dress all set. Since it's extraordinary, can I say that perhaps, like... after it's been put on or something like that, <clears throat> or even like 
I don't know, once it exits the shed, it turns mm -hmm. into a burlap sack again. Yeah, you can absolutely set some kind of, it's because it says here, it uh, remains erected until you either dispel it or have it dispelled, which indicates yeah. to me you can set some kind of trigger on it, awesome. you know. I think How it about... would be funny to have it, let's see. What, what if, what if she, it got, uh, it well, turned into burlap once she like got inside the castle or something? Well, I was going to say, Astrid, when did you see the figure from the castle? Which window was it? Yeah, I could definitely describe the window that's like at the end of that wing where mm -hmm. the lady has her room and everything mm -hmm. and where I saw them in the maze. Um, and then it was about sundown, right, is when mm -hmm. it usually comes out. So. Yeah. so I think it would be hilarious to have it be that as they walk by, like, say, the biggest bank of windows, it's going to turn back to burlap. <laughs> Nice. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. Well, unless there's anything else, we'll proceed on till morning. And uh, so, Astrid, you uh, you know found a chair and uh, passed an uncomfortable evening dozing on it next to the door and you are awoken at about half past six in the morning mm -hmm. by the sound of a key in the lock and right. then I open uh, it really quick to see if it is <laughs> all right so it's uh it's it's the um the upstairs maid you know and uh and and she she's quite startled she's like, yeah. <laughs> and, and and practically jumps out of her shoes and you know she's got like uh, the key in one hand, and then this this you know big bundle of like linens and other you know kind of like morning uh, morning dressing. You know, like she's gonna come upstairs and start you know shaking out the curtains and the right. and the bedclothes and stuff. So it's like ah! <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. They're like oh, oh. good morning. <laughs> Um, perchance, could you let me know why they lock this door at night? Oh, just let me heart return to its normal rhythm. Oh, <laughs> well, it's just, it's on the Laird's orders. He doesn't want guests wandering about at night for their own safety, you understand. Oh, because of the ghosts? Uh, aye, and, uh, just unfamiliar passageways this is a big castle after all oh it's true it's very impressive uh do you need any help carrying your linens oh no please ma'am i have it that's fine thank you and she you know very quickly like bustles past you know cool <laughs> <laughs> and you know as she's as she's going up the Stairs, you know, muttering to herself, you know, oh, damn tourists, gotta change, change out the chamber pots, you know, and so forth. All right. Well, at least we've confirmed that it's on the Lord's orders, so mm -hmm. you know, he's a butthole. <laughs> butthole confirmed. All right. Plans for the day then. Obviously, there's uh, breakfast to be had. At uh, nine o'clock, down in the main hall, 
Oh yeah. Yep. I'm I'm gonna go get not only am I gonna get some breakfast, I'm gonna sneak out before the missus wakes up and bring it back. Surprise her with breakfast in bed. Nice. Another thing for the maid to complain about. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ah, oh, how'd they get grease on their sheets? Never mind, I don't want to know. <laughs> I think that uh, Iskander finding his room too small for the task would uh, find a wide open space for his uh, morning constitutionals consisting of mm. exercises and stretches and Turkish get-ups, squat thrusts, and shadow boxes, and so on and so forth. Like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Bloodsport just out there on the balcony (laughs) doing like super splits. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) With your hands in like a prayer position, you know. You get a a ponytail just for this scene. (laughs) Clip on ponytail. Oh, this is Steven Seagal action right there. Uh, It is. (laughs) Master of Harmony. That's right. All right. Yeah, breakfast is good. And then, did we want to split up on our village adventure with some people checking in with tailors and whatnot, and then some people keeping an eye on the uh, the shed? Or where all do we want to venture today? I'm gonna be talking to the help a lot. Really? Yeah, David. Slumming it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah, and then see if there's an in-house tailor here too, like especially a very good one that tends to the ladies' gowns. Good thinking. Uh, this is gonna be great because you're gonna be talking to the help, and I know Grant is just gonna have the hardest time keeping their name straight. You know, he's, he's gonna be like, "So, Mary Margaret Catherine Deneen, you said oh, she be like <laughs> Catherine Margaret Mary O'Hara." <laughs> I'm going to write down the initials. I'm going to be like, M-E-M says. <laughs> Bold of you to assume he'd even bother learning their names. That is correct. <laughs> it's all, all be- nicknames. Yeah, it's all, we'll have there- to roll to understand them. So That's it's right, fine. yeah. <laughs> there, were ac- there, were, <laughs> there were actually uh, like, or, you know, aristocratic households in Britain at this time where they would just assign names to the position. So like the butler would always be Jeeves, for example. It doesn't matter what your actual name was. It's just like that way it saved them from having to learn somebody's name every time they fired the last <laughs> butler and hired a new one. That's brutal and also efficient. Yeah. <laughs> respect. 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 Wow. Odd respect. Yeah. 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 Just take totally. away the individuality. Yeah. I'm not even mad. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> If every yeah, if every like McDonald's window person was Jack, <laughs> maybe things would be a little more personal. And weirdly, every every Jack in the Box window person is Mac. So who, now we're talking. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> what That's the Burger harmony King? we need right now. That's right. Um, Your Majesty, obviously. <laughs> Your Majesty. Oh, the Burger King window window workers are Wendy and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the windy workers are your majesty mm, there you go anyways right. <laughs> that was a bit of a tangent but yes all right yeah. so what's everyone okay. else doing right so we got grant talking to the help what's everyone else doing? um 
I my perception is good, but not great. I'm not I'm average at being stealthy. So I feel like if I could find a spot to post up in the village where I have a viewpoint of the burlap sack trail, then that would be fun. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, I think um, we'll go look for maybe the dressmaker. Sure. Excellent. I was going to say, Haas and Brexta. Fashion, so I'd probably be interested in asking after that as well. But and I mean, Iskander. Okay. I don't know if that's you could the distract best them with resources. conversation about fashion while Frederick uses his great perception. <laughs> See if they're acting suspicious, just a little suspicious. Okay, cool. All right, good. So most of you are heading down to the village, and Grant's going to be hanging out at the castle. Okay, so um, yep you uh, you have your your Scottish breakfast of the tatty scone uh and white pudding which um is also known as mealy pudding Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. broadly similar to black pudding the main difference right. being that it does not include blood oh well i don't want it then <laughs> well yeah i was gonna say well fuck that then. <laughs> now we're all anemic that's right uh-huh mealy pudding Mealy pudding. I probably love it. Astrid loves new foods. She's into it. She's good. It's made with suet, oatmeal or barley, breadcrumbs, and in some cases, pork liver filled in a sausage casing. It makes me feel like a little bird because it's like suet and stuff. So I'm like, oh, it's like a little robin eating in the spring. I don't know. The kind of gal who gets behind like some grains and like organ meat kind of mm-hmm. mm-hmm. shows a hardiness <laughs> i like a, a pragmatism that's right and that's one of grant's two words for his personality but uh yeah i grant's probably way into it because he thinks this is fancy even if this is yeah. just like regular normal scottish breakfast he doesn't know he's just like oh yeah we're living the life this is what mama dreamed of <laughs> they call it mealy pudding or whatever, but it looks like just a slice of like a whitish sausage, maybe nicely browned. It's probably actually kind of appetizing. Isn't black pudding also a sausage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just right. like discs of like really dark, it's delicious, crunchy sausage, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so you can have your breakfast like a vampire. I'm into it. <laughs> Get the, uh, the full English like breakfast a, next time you're at the bacon flavored oatmeal loaf. There we go. There you bacon go. Bacon flavored oatmeal mo- loaf. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> that was the name of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got famous. <laughs> yeah, you thought the money came from all that gold. <laughs> <back in there. laughs> it was the sex tape. Yeah. <laughs> just imagining it's all black and white silent movie like totally. someone playing the, the piano and then it freezes and goes to the black screen with the text yeah. <laughs> no not the bacon flavored oatmeal alone. 
Oh yes, the bacon flavored oatmeal muff. <laughs> I can't oh, even say. Oh yes, it. little lady. <laughs> That's the right, cowboy yeah. hat and the boots. <laughs> oh God! I could see that. Yeah, I could see I'm that getting, taking off. I'm changing the subject before we get onto blood sausage puns. <laughs> Good, thank you. What do you got? Uh, so I I'll just this... I'll just point out that at breakfast the the laird is in attendance. If you have anything you want to say to him he, before you he all is? split up, yes, of course. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, good, good, yeah. Well, while I'm kind of like piling up a plate from the buffet <laughs> for the missus, um, yeah, I want to talk to the laird and be like, just uh, comment and be like, man, slept like a baby last night. I I imagine. Uh, Imagine I slept so not suspiciously last night. Yeah, exactly. I was in bed all night last night and didn't do anything suspicious. (laughs) I slept like somebody who was in bed the whole night, which I was. I slept like I was (laughs) locked in my room. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, slept like a baby last night, uh, Laird. Uh, What what was what's his last name? McElroy. McElroy. That's right. I might call him Mister McElroy. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> just be like um be like uh although I was surprised I, I, if there was any uh ghost activity I must have slipped right through it. So he uh he says, "Well, the uh the ghost normally only haunts the uh the labyrinth. Doesn't usually come up into the castle." Oh, okay. And does it cause any trouble out there, or scare any uh, any tourists? No, no, it's totally harmless, and I don't want you poking around and trying to scare it off. Hey, no worries but about he, that. He says, he says with a little bit of a wink, you know. Oh, like, right, yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I just, uh, you know, I've I've always been a mite curious about the supernatural, and man, I would love to get a look at that that ghost you think you can arrange a meeting mr mcelroy well the ghost and i don't exactly have a personal relationship uh but your best bet is uh around sunset they say okay that's good to know thank you very much uh, if you don't mind i'm uh gonna take this plate and i'm gonna kind of like raise it up be like take this plate up to the missus surpriser Surprise with some of that bacon flavored oatmeal loaf. That's right. She gonna know. She gonna learn today. <laughs> Although in jocket breakfast. Oh. Wait. What uh, is jocket breakfast? Uh, yes, oh. actually, he is. Yes. Okay. I'm just yes. gonna totally casual. Everything's normal, but probably like give him a wink across the table or something. Ooh. All right. So uh, he looks a little. A, a little like conflicted now because obviously you ditched him in the in the labyrinth. But when you when you wink at him, he he kind of gets a little smirky grin in spite of himself. Like, okay, I see how it is. I do think, like in true Astrid fashion, like while you're talking about wanting to see the ghost, I would like you know pop into camera, be like, oh, I saw her from this window over here in this wing. Is there any way that we could arrange to have tea around sunset to see her? Well, I would love that. Hmm. I too would love this. <laughs> <laughs> A viewing party, eh? Hmm. 
yeah, okay, maybe we could all we could all meet for tea and watch the ghost uh, mosey on by the labyrinth, and then have uh, have cigarettes and uh, coffee afterwards. Because that's uh, what you follow the tea with, right? The ghost and coffee, <laughs> maybe right. some beans. We got <laughs> more beans, Mister Taggart. We got to get through all that sh- <laughs> all that sugar. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um he looks a little you know he's, he's a little thoughtful about it says, well normally uh you have to purchase admission to the labyrinth uh in order to take your chances on seeing the ghost but hmm as uh, as you're paying guests of the castle maybe we could arrange it that'd make my honeymoon just swell so delightful. I'll give it I some thought. I want to. I want to see. This is my. This is my. My meaning. This is my intentions. Okay. Is I want to know a if this ghost is secretly, uh, you know, cavorting with the Laird here. I kind of want her to like mosey through the garden and then like keep him busy. Well, maybe one of us sneaks out and, you know, intercepts her. Yeah, but if we have a tea party by the big window where I saw her last time, then the glamour wears off when she passes in front of the window. So we're just going to see some floozy in a burlap sack <laughs> turban out there. That's and right. we'll be like, ha! Ha! <laughs> like, <laughs> is, this, is this your ghost? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. This right. can't go no this can't go wrong. No. No, there's no possible way this could backfire. No consequences at all. Nope. <laughs> Mystery solved. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, after breakfast, most of you walk on down to the village. Uh so for Astrid, um you can definitely Take a seat on one of the outdoor tables outside the uh, Eiders Down uh, Tavern, uh, which will give you a view of the of the uh, the trail up towards the the castle. Perfect. And um, yeah, Brexta and Haas and Iskander, you go in search of a dressmaker. And, uh, you know, it's not a big village, so you find one <laughs> pretty easily, you know. Uh, you find the, you find this, the signboard that has the, the golden needle and thread on it and some dress forms in the, in the display window. Okay. Well, let's go in. <laughs> yeah. Seems like the direct approach is best. In this instance, okie dokie for once. The uh, the bell tinkles as you open the door. Uh, you see a um, somewhat stooped, aged man uh, behind the counter. Uh, he's um, already at work, uh, working on um, mending some pants. It seems pants in the American sense. And trousers, if you will. And um, 
Uh, but he looks up and uh, he says, "May I help you?" Why, hello there. We're just coming in to see if, uh, well, if you do uh, custom work and alterations. Ah, indeed, I do. Um, what is it you be needing? Well, what experience do you have with uh, gowns? You see, I'm I'm looking for something for the winter now that it's getting a little chillier. Ah, well, my lady, I can tell you that I have sewn many a gown for Lady McElroy of the castle. Oh, that's that's wonderful to hear. She does have such a sleek taste about her. Ah, uh, would you happen to have any uh, any samples of your handiwork, or perhaps what fabrics you're working in this season? Certainly, certainly. Come over this way and I'll show you. So he's got, you know, a big wall full of, like, fabric rolls, you know. And uh, and he says, the lady is very generous indeed. She orders uh, full bolts of every fabric and then lets me keep whatever doesn't go into her dresses. So I have a good selection here, you know. And he's taking you through all the, uh, you know, indeed quite nice fabrics that you recognize as being imported from the, you know, the marketplaces of Europe and the Orient. These are just lovely. I'm oh, she has excellent taste. Now, do you have anything in brocade? Ah, uh, yes, of course, of course. So he, you know, pulls out a drawer and he's got some, some folded up swatches. I confess, I I thought I had seen uh, and perhaps it was just my recollection. Well. I saw something, well, like this. Can you do something like this? And I'm going to try and, like, like replicate the dress on my own body. Because <laughs> I've seen it. Right. Oh, right. And all my gotcha. clothes are just a fabrication. So. Right, sure, sure. Yeah, just kind of a... Yeah, kind like, of thing. I had yeah. something like this in mind. Do you have anything like this? And... Yep. And he looks at it and he says, Ah, oh, Yes. I I created something like that uh, just last year for the lady. Saddest, saddest thing when she lost her baby. A morning gown, you know. Yes, well, unfortunately, it, uh, one can never be too prepared, especially in, I think, cold months such as these. Of course. And now you say, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that someone lost their baby last year. Aye, Lady McElroy, sadly. The the whole village took it rather hard, you know. We were looking forward to to their firstborn. But um tragic, tragic. Just oh. such a loss. Oh, that's such a shame. I'm I'm so sad to hear of it. I apologize for bringing up such an unpleasant memory for you. No, how could you have known? Well, I guess maybe I'll get busy at distracting him with, I don't know, ordering something. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for it. For it with, I don't know. 100 dresses. I would like <laughs> all the dresses you have. Let me repeat myself. I don't want a lot of dresses. I want You're right. all the dresses that you have. Right. One of every pattern, please. Uh, no, but probably something like... Uh, you know, in that 
style, kind of like talking about like, oh, like what kind of sleeve is available and, you know, this and that, just kind of chit-chatting if Haas or Iskander have any other, I don't know, poking around to do. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not a large uh, shop, so the uh, Haas and Iskander, you're both hearing this quite quite clearly. He's not trying to be secretive or anything, so... Yeah, I uh, hmm. I think I guess I wonder whether what the traditions are with the morning dress. Is it like put in storage after? Is there a period of mourning where she would wear it and then it would go somewhere else? Because I'm wondering if it is her wearing it in the maze or if someone else, you know, stole it and is using it. Yeah, morning dresses. Um, you know, probably not a shock to learned that you know in victorian society there were very specific rules about like how long you should wear black based on your relation to the deceased and then you would move from black to gray for a period of time with you know like increasingly larger amounts of gray to black ratio until it was eventually gray and then you could start wearing regular clothes all of this is like usually over the period of at least months, if not years, you would assume as a, as a cultured diplomat that a, um, you know, an aristocratic lady who suffers a miscarriage, you know, this, we'd, we'd be talking about at least a period of one year of wearing all black. And it's been over a year since, uh, all you've heard is that she lost the baby last year. You know, so it's it. You don't know exactly how long it's been, but you would assume she would still be wearing this. But on the other hand, she never leaves her room, and this is the kind of dress that's for you know wearing out in public. Also, as a you know lady, she probably has a couple. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. She doesn't just have the one. Yeah. That truly does sound like it could potentially. I mean, even if it's still in rotation, though, for her own mm-hmm. wardrobe, the fact that it's being kept in the shed mm-hmm. is sus. Word of the day. So it might be, if it is the Lady McElroy, then it might not be somebody sneaking in from the village, but her sneaking out to the village. If we saw the scarf there. I mean, possibly. I would have told you about the timing of my meeting and everything with her. Based on that, is there any possible way, if it was her, that she would have been able to get down there? Because I saw her and then went into the room and met with her. That's so, like, point. I don't feel like there was enough time in between. Only, yeah, the only way that could have happened was through sorcery or perhaps some kind of fairy oh, magic. Then, yeah. yes, it is possible. It is possible in the world of Castle <laughs> Falkenstein, yes. Not physically possible, not possible by the laws of physics, but perhaps possible through some, some other means. Is like, oh, oh good. I was just gonna say, uh, finding out if uh, the dress has been misplaced or if it had been laid away, and seeing if it is still where it, you know, is expected to be mm. or not mm. is the mm. thing, which definitely sounds like sneaking or getting in with one of the ladies' ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely didn't have much of a reaction to the the lady i mean i feel like she would recognize her own dress and be like 
Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I wonder if um Then again Rand... she's she she is seeing it from about hundred yards off, you know, just as a as a thing. If she's in a general fugue state then you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Black dress maybe. If it is sorcery or something else, is there a way to find out? Yes, actually, yes, good question. Uh, uh, Grant, as a wizard, can um, sense for whether magic has been woven in an area recently or not. Okay, well, I think we have a little bit of a direction to go in then. Seems Mm -hmm. like something supernatural is afoot. I'd like to pipe up out of nowhere and ask the dressmaker. Just a, a looming presence suddenly tilts <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, oh dear so God, I yeah. <laughs> Good gracious me. Jesus, <laughs> Mary and Joseph. Again, yeah. <laughs> over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you remember anything peculiar about this particular dressmaking job? Anything that jumps out in your memory as out of place. So yes, after uh, recovering his his nerve a bit, the uh, the tailor uh, peers up at you through his owlish spectacles and he says, "I don't know what you mean by that, sir. It was just a dress, like any other." Perhaps, uh, being that it was made for the lady of the castle. It would have to be made to specific measurements, and perhaps these seemed a bit uh, inaccurate or similar. I'm just grasping at straws here. I can assure you, sir, that my dresses always conform to the measurements specified. I've never made a ill-fitting dress in my life. (laughs) Is this little tiny tailor? Yeah. Put up here, Dukes! Come on. Let's see what you're made of there. I'll chop you down one leg at a time. Uh, I assure you, sir, I meant no offense. Uh, That's Oh, yeah, he's got those tailor scissors. Ooh, yeah. And all those pins and needles. Things are like 18 inches long, you know? Similar, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will beg his pardon most uh, mm-hmm. vehemently. <laughs> merely, merely curious about uh, the nature of of such a dress. I I apologize if I spoke out of turn. Oh, it's fine, sir. I just take great pride in my work, and I'll not have anyone saying otherwise. Sentiment I can respect one craftsman to another. Would it be easy to tell if a dress that was custom made for one person was like poorly fitting on someone else? So if we caught a glance of, of someone, would you be able to tell that? Or... Um, yes. Um, yes. Like it would be bunched up weird or other kind of signs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. To determine if it was altered. That too. Now, meanwhile, uh, outside the Eiders Down, Astrid, you've been keeping an eye on the pathway, and you know you see like uh, 
um, one of the one of the maids from the castle come down at a certain point, and she she heads over to the baker's, you know, and and gets a few loaves in her wicker basket, reemerges with the loaves under a little gingham towel, and then heads back off up the hill, you know. Right. Um. And then at a certain point, you know, you're peering up towards the hedge maze, and you can see one of the one of the landscapers, one of the gardeners out there with his big uh, garden shears, you know, trimming away, uh, keeping the keeping the hedges, you know, uniform. Making uncomfortable eye contact while he does it. Yep, just like from from you know, three hundred yards away, <laughs> just staring back at you. you yeah, know. while I'm eating one of everything at the place. So yeah. That's right. That's right. They do a they do a good uh, oh what the hell is it called? Hold on, I just had it. It um, some kind of weird dish. <laughs> some kind of weird dish. Sorry, Scottish people. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's called a an Arbroath Smoky. <laughs> Arbroath Smoky. Sign Playful. me up. That's delicious. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Type of smoked haddock. Nice. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, I just do what I did mm. as a kid, which is order the sampler platter as my meal. Mm. And... <laughs> mm. There you go. So you get a little bit of everything: the Irish nachos and whatever else they have. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Scottish nachos. With <laughs> yeah, Scottish, Scottish nachos. nachos. Oh. Now with more haggis. The mind, yeah, the mind reels. Um, but yeah, as you're as you're tucking it on 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 your. Arboath Smoky and your Finnan Hattie and your uh, your Tatties and your Kippers. Um, you see a a young lady um, making her way down to the village church and uh, and ducking in and from a nearby table, uh, you know, uh, you hear one of the locals who's also you know having a late breakfast say to their companion like. Ah, there goes Fiona again, off to the church as always. She must have many a sin to confess these days. She's in there almost every day. Interesting. All right, what time about is it at this point? Uh, well, you had you had the breakfast at nine, so you would have wrapped that up around ten. So we'll say it's uh maybe eleven ish. Okay. So. That's fine. I mean, technically, I would probably not see anyone until closer to sundown. But so there's a lot of eating and drinking in the meantime, probably talking to the locals, too, because I am very sociable. Right. Um, and be like, oh, what do you mean? This sounds saucy sort of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, let's see here. What do we got here? What do we get? Um, so would that be your charisma then? Uh, I think that would probably be the best bet for this one for sure. All right. I'll need a great success out of you. All right. So my charisma's good. Um, so let's see. Going to my notes. Is that Swords? Uh, that is cups. Cups. Emotional, romantic. 
I do have some cups. How many do I need to get from good to great? Just two. Two points. Okay. Nice. All right. So what does that get us to? That is a nine. Okay. So that's going to be 15. Okay. So that'll get you a full success, which is good. So yes, over your, over your, uh, your breakfast tea and your smoked fishies and your potatoes, uh, you engage the locals and quickly win them over with your, uh, natural charm and, uh, charismatic demeanor and uh over the course of your of your brunch uh you pick up the rest of the rumors that frederick didn't get the day before filling in them gaps oh yeah and they run as follows number one the mcelroys aren't immune to the problems caused by the clearances rumor has it that the family coffers are starting to run dry Several servants have been let go, and craftsmen in the village haven't been called to the castle for repairs in months. Number two. The few older residents of Brodick Village who remain remember a black lady living on the Isle of Arran decades ago. She was a banshee who, despite her fearsome reputation, looked out for the locals. She hasn't been seen since the clearances began. The original black lady had little to do with the castle before, but some of the old-timers speculate that perhaps she has returned and is upset about the state of the isle. And number five. Number five. Number three. <laughs> you can tell I'm reading off a list. Number three. Lady McElroy was born on the mainland and only moved to the isle after marrying her husband as part of an arrangement. She has always been somewhat fragile physically, and the strain of a failed pregnancy has obviously done her in, the poor thing. This was the lady's first pregnancy, and according to the village midwife, it is likely her last. The difficulty of the matter has likely left her barren. All right. All very interesting and good things to know. All right. Cool. Glad I'm here. <laughs> Glad of hanging at the tavern. <laughs> All right, so um, let's go back. Speaking of the castle, let's go back on up and see what Grant's been up to. Mostly laying in bed with the wife, <laughs> <laughs> having a bit of a lie-in. That's right. All right, chilling, honestly. Um, but then I'm like, oh, I'll, uh, I'm gonna go have a walk around the castle and I'll, I'll bring you back some food. And, you know, I just wanted to relax mostly so mm -hmm. I can snoop. Uh huh. Sure. Sure. Of course. No problem. Uh, honeymoon second snooping first. Uh, so yeah, I kind of like get out and start. I'm looking for the help. I'm looking for people who, uh, who work around here and I'm trying to like isolate them. <laughs> You're trying to box them in, <laughs> trying to box them in. So I'd be like, Hey, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, let's see here. That is, that brings up an interesting um, matter of class because, on the one hand, you're a rough and ready American. On the other hand, what's your exchequer? 
Oh, buddy. My exchequer is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. So in that case, um, depending on how you want to approach this, you know, you could use your charisma, um, but uh, or something else if you happen to think of it. Social graces wouldn't really work for you. Um, so yeah, charisma is probably your best bet. Uh, but your exchequer is actually going to count against you. Oh, interesting. Um. Well, let me think here. I would say if my X check is going to count against me, I don't know. Is there a way that I could spend courage into this? Like weave tales of your adventures and stuff? Right. About how, you know, I mean, basically just like telling about, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to like walk down the halls and being like, remember that time I did this thing? (laughs) But uh, you defeated like the margarine baron and stuff like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and even before that, like if my exchequer is counting against me, it looks like these people don't want to talk to rich folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably. Uh, I mean, a I'm not I'm not dressed real fancy right now. I'm probably just dressed in casual, casual grant. Sure. Um, which means like cowboy hat and. um you know, just kind of like, not really like lordly clothes or anything, but you know, a suit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I would probably maybe approach one of these guys and um, some help and mm-hmm. just be like, uh, I might bring up tales of their own folklore, including this black lady. And then, um, do a bunch of humble bragging and be like, I, uh, you know, I don't know that Kenny can do it, but I mean, <laughs> it's too, it's too, uh, self-serving for me to do, I think with a straight face, but, um, kind of just being like, you know, I, I've had a tale or two written about me, you know, and, uh, myself and about like my time and probably just talk about a bunch of like army time and, um, time digging in the dirt and that kind of thing. Okay. And just being like, I, I only came into money by accident and you know, that kind of thing. I don't know if that helps at all. I don't know. I don't know. I'll let you decide. You're the GM. Okay. The the <laughs> I am the host. <clears throat> Indeed. All right. So that sounds like it's the unofficial ability of storytelling um which Mark Twain and Jules Verne both both have at um extraordinary levels but nobody else in the book has. Uh, <laughs> well, I I did come into this campaign with Mark. That's true. Uh, and and as you know, if if you don't otherwise have an ability written down, that means it defaults to average. So you know, you can you can spin some tales. So yeah, I think it's completely credible that you just kind of casually, you know, make your way around to the servants' entrance where a few people, like some of the some of the laundresses, are hanging out the the linens to dry, and a couple other people are peeling potatoes. You know, and they're just, you know, they're just they're just shooting the shit while they work. 
and you kind of come around and first they kind of clam up, you know, but then you put on the whole like folksy, you know, like totally. Yeah. Your, I, yeah. I probably like, I'm, you know, I'm asking them questions about, I'm, I'm definitely starting it up with like asking and asking them questions about them. Yeah. And, like, and their folklore and the stuff yeah. that happens in Scotland, in Scotland. And, uh, you know, kind of talking about fairies and how there's not that many of them anymore. And, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then I like, in order to relate, I probably start talking about my time in America and it's mostly, I mean, I, you know, it, it, I definitely kick it off with like, you know, I, I grew up real poor on the frontier and, you know, my mom and pop never had any money and this and that. And, you know, I'm telling, I'm definitely telling the truth. Uh, but the truth is more gritty, perhaps, than I appear right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you're not, you're not telling them that you know what, what brains smell like, that right, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no. <laughs> I don't. I want to keep it. I want to keep it pretty good. You know, I'm like if right. if, they, if they start asking me about the war, I'll, I, I would definitely tell them like I've I've seen some stuff and right. You know, I I took a platoon without firing a shot one time, and that's probably uh one of the most uh one of the stories that i'm most well known for mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. i happened to also fight a bear single-handedly that that day uh, that day <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> fought a bear in the morning captured 20 <laughs> enemy soldiers in the evening that's right look it up it's my backstory <laughs> like here's my pamphlet yeah <laughs> My my char- got my character yeah. diary on, on me here. <laughs> I can read this at your leisure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of what I would, how I would approach that, I think. And whether that's storytelling or courage or uh, charisma or whatever, I'll, I'll let you decide. Yeah. So that it, it would be, um, it would be storytelling. So, uh, and you'll need a great success with these naturally suspicious. And what servants. suit is that? Storytelling uh, would be uh, cups. Cups. That's mm-hmm. a pr- pretty good one. Uh, let me see here. All right. Let me let me see here. This could be interesting. Uh, I have <laughs> I have no cups. Okay. <laughs> uh, so- <laughs> Good. I have no caps, no, so we're start. we're starting off strong. Yeah. Uh, however, I I'm gonna play the fool. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Uh, yeah. Uh, it says something quite unexpected occurs. The host should draw a card from the fortune deck and use its suit to guide them in creating a twist in the story. Uh, swords and spades might mean that the barmaid has a dramatic character or uh, the barmaid or dramatic character is attempted to seduce is actually a princess in disguise while pinnacles and diamonds might mean the dramatic character not only strikes down an interfering guard but convinces them to change vocations blah 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 blah, blah. something unexpected um, occurs okay it and then might, if, and then if, if another, I draw a major yeah, arcana my feet simply succeeds in, in the most spectacular, spectacular way, way possible. possible. So <laughs> I'm really playing the, I'm really you're, playing the odds here. <laughs> the, mo- the most spectacular way possible. You're hired. You're immediately hired as the Butler of Broadway Castle. I changed my, my name, name to Jeeves. Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> Jeeves. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. 
Here we go. Throwing it down. Oh, what is this? That's not an arcana. Queen of Cups. How ironic. Okay. All right. She's like, oh, is this what you're looking for? Cupsy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what she sounds like (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's see cups are emotional and romantic activities draw a card from creating a twist in the story i know i'm married i ain't dead okay i got it so uh so as you're telling these stories of your uh of your exploits in america um the uh the staff is hanging on your every word uh they're they're quite taken with all of this and um and so finally one of them one of them stands up one of the ones who is you know peeling potatoes stands up and he throws the potato back down in the in the starchy water and he says i've had enough of this i'm emigrating to america who's with me and everyone else jumps over there i this is good news. America loves immigrants. <laughs> hey, as long as you're the right kind. Um, so, uh, so, you know, this island's dying anyway. We have no future here. Our future waits for us across the seas in America. Where the streets are paved with cheese. So, this is, a, this is good news. I say, hey, I, not only... Do I love that you're going to America? Because this is a great country. Uh, I would love to get you started by writing you a check. <laughs> An immigration starter set? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your start collecting box. <laughs> uh, for capitalism. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now I'm essentially going to like try to, I don't want to say bribe them, but I'll give mm. them some, I want to give them some money. And then, okay. Uh, and kind of while I'm like slowly counting out the dollar bills, be like, so. <laughs> like a game show host? <laughs> 100, <laughs> 200, 300. Yeah. You tell me when to stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, cool. So, uh, so they, of course, they're tremendously grateful. You know, they're all doffing their caps and thanking you and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and so forth. And they say, uh, <laughs> say, sir, our lives changed for the better when you walked into them. If there's anything we can do for you at all, just let us know. Oh, thank you. Of course. Um, well, I, I would like to know. Well, I want to, first of all, I, I'm just curious. What all do you know about this black lady? I'm awfully curious. I would love to get a look. Ah, if you want to know my opinion, I think it's a, uh, a scheme the Laird came up with. To attract tourist dollars, dollars, tourist pounds. <laughs> there you go. Just a scheme, huh? Aye. There was a black lady here once, long ago, so my grandpappy told me. But she has not been seen in many a year. That's interesting. And uh, I did hear about some unfortunate news with uh, the lady of the castle. I'm. Is she okay? Who cares? We're going to America. Come on, lads! And so they oh. all go off. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> they I'm all go off like, to uh, to tender their resignations. <laughs> well, I'm like, keep my name out of your res- resignation <laughs> letters. If I you have absolutely 
no negative. No, not at all. Yeah. Grizzly Grant. Grizzly Grant. Grizzly Grant. Jesus. So the legend grows. This immigration paid by. Yeah, exactly. Paid for from viewers like you. Uh, all right. Well, that le- they leave, and uh, I I grab a loaf of bread and I head back to the bedroom. I guess <laughs> grab grab an uncooked potato and head back to there, the bedroom. There you go. I'm like <laughs> found this. I figured it was good Scottish food. <laughs> all right. So um, very good. So anything else like back at the dressmaker's shop or anything going on there? I don't think so. I think maybe we'll circle back around and maybe find Astrid and then uh, go from there. Because I think we learned pretty much everything we need to from the dress. Yeah, you know that he made the dress. Yeah. Or at Mm -hmm. least the original, if this isn't that or whatever. Um, Yeah, so if you want to come by and get me... I don't know if we would want to check. I mean, I know Brexta probably wouldn't want to, but if we'd want to check out the church just to see if there's anything suspicious um, about it. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, I don't know that Grant just made all of the help quit their jobs. <laughs> so I would assume that we're probably still on for tea to like catch whoever it is that's dressed up as the lady. <laughs> we we don't see the mob coming down the hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like throwing off their uh, butler uniforms and yeah, just yeah. swimming to the mainland. I was, I was purely present when they quit. I had nothing to do. They're of course, your name as they Grizzly Grant. <laughs> Grizzly no. Grant. Like, no, 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 no. It sounds no. like Grizzly Grant. The class, <laughs> the classic toddler's excuse. I was just standing here, and then the whole staff quit, and then I was, and then I started crying. Correct. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And I became, I I lost a lot of money just now. <laughs> they mugged me. That's it. They mugged me. Right. Oh, man. There you go. Grant with his, so what had happened was, story. <laughs> yeah. so, yet, yet again. So, yeah. so uh, what had happened? It's like, did you turn yeah. someone to butter again? Yeah. <laughs> Not this time. Not this time. <laughs> I do think we should check out the church, though. Um, well, I mean, player B thinks we should check out the church because somebody heard that uh, the suspicious lady in question is always going there every day. So if we can find a, a trail, a link, a passage or something to um, near the yeah, shed or something like I that. Mean, I mean, best case scenario, she just goes there to pre-confess before, you know. Secret sex confessions. Yeah. Um, But if we want to get into a lot of trouble and make David's life more difficult, maybe there's a secret tunnel (laughs) from the church to the castle. I'll get the shovels. (laughs) (laughs) I was just sitting here thinking, what's the church equivalent of taxi cab confessions? And then I'm like, oh, just confessions. (laughs) Just confessions. Just plain old confessions. Just confessions. In my line of work, you hear a lot of crazy stories. <laughs> Little sound bites. Yeah. 
All right, so obviously I don't think Brext is uh, terribly enthusiastic about going into the church. Catholics are a different brand. I not having it. I mean, technically Presbyterian, but uh, still, as far as you're concerned, it's all the same. What? <laughs> going in the kirk. All right, so uh, Frederick, you want to go in? Iskander? Astrid, do you want to go yeah. in? Yeah, since I'm probably the one who told them about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> All right. So three of you, um, you know, just, just poke your heads in, looking for secret tunnels and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, indeed, you find you see in the back pew um, the young lady, Astrid, that you saw walking in earlier. And she's uh, she's, you know, in a kneeling position. She's... Uh, praying the rosary if that's something presbyterians do i'm not sure we'll say it's the presbyterian equivalent of that if not so i would definitely stage whisper it looks like she's just praying like do we want to bother her or question her or something doing my best to surreptitiously apply my tinkerer's engineer's eye to her figure not in a salacious way but to see if i can gauge like would the dress fit her like um, terminate terminator style there's little little yeah, uh mm-hmm. graph the grid you know, overlays, overlays yeah uh-huh. the, the, the wire frame yeah, uh-huh yeah, yeah. down <laughs> to see if there's a a match but like i said i'm, I'm trying to do it not you know super noticeably and probably failing miserably i would imagine <laughs> no no it's fine i mean you, you you do have a tinkerer's eye and you know these things so um you know she's uh she's a young woman uh and she's wearing simple but well tailored you know clothes she's kind of you know maybe middle class background and um and yeah i mean she would definitely you know, if you were picking someone out of a lineup to try on that dress, she would probably be your first choice. Uh, it's a fit. All right. At least in my estimation, it's a fit. Okay. I'll file that away. Share that with the group later. Because if I try to stage whisper, especially in a big, like, cavernous type of church built to, like, <laughs> echo the hymns and the sermons and all that, it would probably mm-hmm. be this booming, like, <laughs> declaration. <laughs> it's her, her, her. <laughs> <laughs> the suspicious dress is a perfect fit, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you note that to yourself. Is anybody else uh, doing anything? Hmm. I think, oh, just maybe exploring a bit, kind of wandering around the periphery, all little alcoves and whatnot, and occasionally looking over and kind of get a glance at the uh, uh, lady who's praying just to kind of see if I recognize her or anything like that. Okay, so, um, and then how about Astrid? I would go sit next to her (laughs) and say, oh, this is a new church for me. Can you show me how to pray the way you're praying? 
Okay, so uh, so you you have a seat next to her and you sit and you start talking to her and she looks up and she's like, and she just basically jumps to her feet and says, "Excuse me, I have to be going," and she very quickly hustles her way out of the pew, and begins making her way out towards a side exit. Yeah, the side hatch of the church. Ooh, secret. Um, <laughs> Not so, so secret. Yeah. <laughs> I already have the I would Damn definitely it. let her make her way out without it, me looking like I'm chasing her or anything. Yeah. But I would exit to see which way she's going. Of course. Alrighty. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's just one of the uh, side side entrances. Mm-hmm. Secret exit. Uh, the secret exit. Yeah, Alright, fine. The secret exit. She goes behind a tapestry and... Uh, <laughs> We have many tapestries. <laughs> yeah, and she goes down into the into the crypts below and into the tunnels. Yes, yes. And we, um, dead and we get to the castle. <laughs> uh, vestry, a vestry door. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, okay, so you um, you you just kind of sidle over to the vestry door and you you uh, open it. And you can see that um, she is uh, nipping into the uh, rectory building that is adjacent to the church. This would be the residence of the uh, priest. Yeah, going to dad's house. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Great. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I want to go in there. Because that's just creepy and weird. I'm like, a, why are you running from me? Teach me your prayers. Like, just... <laughs> so I'd go back inside and inform my friends of what happened. And especially conferring with Haas, because I obviously heard the same rumor he had already told us about, you know, plus a few other things. And so I was like, do you... Th- do you think that's her? Did they describe her to you when you talked to them? I think, I mean, that is her, right? That's the same uh, uh, person that was described to me, right? Uh, what was described to you was that she was the pastor's daughter and that she had the voice of an angel. Now, of course, you didn't really get to hear that voice too much, but uh, she did go into the rectory, so... And I did see her passing when, like, the townsfolk were like, ooh, naughty, yes. naughty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, okay. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that's her, but she's gone into the rectory. I don't know if it's wise for me to follow. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we might be onto something here. Well, if we're discussing our findings, I'll relate that um, as a result of my visual inspection, I am fairly confident that the dress would fit her perfectly, given her proportions and its uh, measurements and such. As I'll blush a little bit. Well, do we want to wait outside? What do you think we should do? Do you think we should go back for tea? I mean, 
I don't know. I think I think we should probably head back to the castle at this point and see what is going on over there. Uh, but because <laughs> just a mutiny. Because right now we're pretty convinced that I mean I it's probably her. I mean the right. The, I mean same same dress size, using the secret you know passages in and out of the church. Trying uh, to avoid the guests staying in the castle. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, so, but what do we do with that information, I guess, is the question. Well, I mean, as far as Astrid knows, there is the opportunity, perhaps, unless the Laird got mad for some reason, that <laughs> we're having tea in front of the big window <laughs> to see the lady. <laughs> Um, and then we would be able to confirm suspicions. So, I mean, in character, that would be my thinking is that we'd want to get back to, for that, like, glamour to fall away and the ruse to be revealed. But, um, but I don't know if we want to keep an eye on this one instead. Yeah, I think heading back. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm wondering how she got the dress and also, what she's really up to. I mean, it's kind of a strange, strange uh, thing to do. So, um, yeah, I think meeting back at the castle would be probably a good idea and, and then going from there. We're never getting invited back to Scotland. <laughs> Banned from Scotland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can go there, mainland. I just Not read a story about that. Was it New Zealand? Like, actually deported this like Irish family of tourists who were visiting and like just being so badly behaved and like running them up that they yeah. literally sent their immigration officers to like like go home. <laughs> you have to leave now. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, it's us in Scotland. That's us. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> totally normal. Uh I was gonna ask what time is it though? Uh so yeah it would be getting on for noon at this point I imagine. I'm actually kind of curious about uh, maybe heading down to the tavern mm. and finding the like oldest old farts I can possibly locate and just asking to see if any of them remember the black lady who really was here just out of my own curiosity to kind of ask what she was like totally um, very good how about the rest of you do you want to uh, head back to the castle, or wait for Brexton? It'd be good to head back to the castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. so. Head back and maybe pre-scope out the most direct route from our tea window down to the uh, hedge maze garden. If we have to get down there in a hurry, depending on what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're getting that tea. <laughs> <laughs> but in the case that we have that tea, I think our ha moment would then, you know, turn into the monologue of the Laird and then mystery song, you know? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing yeah. could go wrong. <laughs> yeah, we have this all buttoned up. Good job, I'll gang. Pull, I know, it's I'll like pull his we're just like, we're like part this like last ditch effort for this lord to like keep his means intact and to like keep a little life in this village. 
Those are our fastest. uh... Hey, I just saved this dude a ton of money. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, maybe you just provided uh, employment opportunities for many more villagers. That's right. I I see nothing wrong with this. That's right. Jobs for all. More. I just created more jobs. That's it. Okay. So, um, uh, yes, uh, by the way, I, I should have, of course, of course I should have realized, you know, the Church of Scotland does not pray the rosary. Are you kidding me? No way. No way. They're, they're all about, uh, you know, moral rectitude and, uh, right. upright Protestantism and all that kind of stuff. Snake handling. Uh, you know, I was born a snake handler. I'm going to die a snake handler. Um, <laughs> so, um, anyway. So, Brexta, you go into the tavern, the rest of you go back to the castle. All right. Well, Brexta, you find a very welcome, uh, um, you know, Peblo for you because, you know, it's, uh, it's a place for the common folk and they are, they are, uh, overjoyed to see one of the good folk, uh, here on the island once again, you know. And so, um, it's not just the old farts, but pretty, pretty much everybody in the tavern immediately gathers around and, uh, you know, begins excitedly talking to you and you very shortly have them eating out of the palm of your hand. Loving it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So I mean, um, it's too hard to just kind of turn the conversation into, oh, you know, it's such a shame, you know, I'm. I understand they left with their families, blah, 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 blah. You know, did any of you, you know, know the black lady? I hear she was the last to, uh, to be here, kind of a thing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. A, a few pints or whatever. Indeed. Yep. A round of whiskey for my friends. <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah, they, they do confirm, the old, the old timers do that, um, that the the old black lady uh, was the last to leave, and that she was known as a friend to the villagers. Um, you know, she was always kind of trying to look out for them, and uh, and look to their look to their welfare, basically. Why did she leave? Oh, it was the <clears throat> it was the. Uh, just the way it was going with the, uh, not the enclosures, uh, the clearances. So many of us had left already. And, um, or else, uh, quit for the a life up in the hills. But, uh, she hung on as long as she could. And uh, to be honest with you, I, I don't know exactly what the, what the final straw was. You will take my expression uh she she just disappeared one night when was that how long ago had to be about um oh about 30 years ago i suppose Well, probably this is a moment to, like, you know, kind of reflect my best contemplative face and then, like, raise a toast, you know, to the true black lady of 
whatever this village's name is. Brodick. <laughs> Hello, Cleveland! <laughs> Springfield! <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, so they, they all raise their glasses in return, and, you know, a chieftain's concert uh, spontaneously erupts. And, um... <laughs> But meanwhile, up at the castle. <laughs> so, um, oh god. So yeah. So those of you who went down to the village, uh, walk back up to the castle and find a scene of total chaos uh, ensuing, where uh, most of the staff are out in the front uh, courtyard, um, you know, uh, with their with their steamer trunks and valises. Uh, arranging for uh, arranging for you know transportation. Jock seems to be one of the few who is remaining, and he is going around excoriating them, you know, for their for their lack of loyalty to the Laird. Laird McElroy also is out there, just looking completely bemused and flummoxed at this whole latest development. And uh, and the three of you come come walking up the road. Oh no, what's going on? Did they all get fired? <laughs> uh, so McElroy says, uh, how they all got the same cockamamie idea to go to America. All at the same time, they've all tendered their resignations. The ungrateful blighters. Oh, well, this no. sounds like uh, something that uh, the tales of my friend... My dear friend Grizzly Grant would inspire people to. <laughs> he sneered by like, <laughs> no, no, no. It's nay on the all a tales, hey. Grant, aren't you from America? When you say America. Are you from America? Yeah, yeah, our friend is now, from America. Maybe uh, he can talk them out of it. <laughs> right. You guys do not want to come Perfect. to America right now. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so McElroy says, I wondered if maybe that American had something to do with it. Where is he? Where is the bastard? Smash cut to Grizzly Grant in a hot bath. <laughs> 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 my my new my brand new wife like massaging my feet like treating me because <laughs> I've been getting her food all day. You've got you got like one of those long handled scrub brushes. You're just working your back. <laughs> totally. <laughs> my boy, the water sure is clean out here. <laughs> we haven't seen him all day. We've been down in the village, so um. Yes. <laughs> I'll be in my room. Yeah, like, oh shit, it was him, wasn't it? <laughs> this is the margarine safe all over again. I don't do any of this on purpose. <laughs> that makes it even better. I know. I'm like reading all these all these you know all those memes about like hor like horrible like problem players, but they're doing it on purpose. Like mine is <laughs> Purely by accident. My God, I've been meaning to take you aside and have a conversation. Um, I know. So <laughs> I know. I, I know, dude. 
All right, so McElroy uh, dispatches Jock to go fetch you, and uh, and and he says, "I can't bear to watch any more of this. Come on in. Come in the house. Come in the hall." He motions you all to follow him into the the grand the grand entry hall. I certainly hope that this can be resolved. I'm so sorry. Oh, I can't afford to hire a bunch of new servants. What am I going to do? And so meanwhile... Is there else <laughs> in the village who would be willing to take up these jobs? <laughs> I know you're poor. I heard the rumors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so Grant, your your bath is interrupted by a you know fist pounding at the door of your of your chamber. You know, rude, but I've been expecting this. <laughs> <laughs> Come out, you bastard! You have a lot to answer for. Oh God, now what do I do? <laughs> I get out and I wrap a a white towel around my waist. <laughs> Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh I'm like I'm like, listen up, honey. <laughs> we might have to get out of here real quick. <laughs> we might have to leave. <laughs> Start packing. Happy, happy, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm listen, legit about honey. to jump out the window. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Be prepared to hit your linen. We might have to skedaddle. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, Grant does have good courage, right? That is true. Grant does mm-hmm. have good courage. Um, okay. Yeah, just answer the door naked. You don't give up. Catch him off guard. That's, That's exactly right. what I'll do. The power I take the I take the towel <laughs> off. It's a power move for sure. <laughs> I was I was hoping I was hoping to get the grizzly Grant hanging dong. You know, can't have a. <laughs> That's right. Can't have a Falkenstein story without grizzly Grant hanging dong. <laughs> Exactly right, dude. We, we've come full circle to the blood sausage. <laughs> oh, and then uh, he recognizes you from your films. Oh, that's yes, right. Perfect. <laughs> like, do you remember? Does this look familiar? So, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, man. I, I, uh, fuck. I, all right. Yeah. I get, Grizzly Grant does have good courage, dude. So he's going to go into the door. All right. He Make knows it? He knows. Yeah, probably naked. I mean, just as a sign of dominance. I mean, you know, it's a you know, it's a guy on the other side. You heard his yeah, voice, it's so guy. exactly. Yeah. I'm like, all right, look. Just your hat, like holding it right in front. Oh, there you go. That's right. yeah, right. It's a classic. Classic. Perfect. Okay, perfect. Yeah, with I'll the do that. with the suds still on you, you know. Yeah, because I'm like, what in tarnation? Still like... holding the the back scrubby. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. In case I need to use it for defense. <laughs> I will have a duel with a back scrubber. <laughs> All, right. All right. Yeah, I got my hat in front of my uh, s- uh, sensuals. <laughs> and, uh, essentials. <laughs> I, uh, I'm like, honey, just you just wait here and I'll be right back. And I, uh, you know, pull the curtain in front of her and I go, I go answer the door. All right, so it is indeed Jock, and uh, and he's he's only misses a, a beat, you know, seeing you in your in your state of undress, and mm-hmm. uh, 
And then he goes, uh, he goes, the Laird wants to see you immediately. What is this about? You've interrupted my bath, as you can see. <laughs> it's, ab- it's about the, the servants out of the front. That's what it's about, and I think you know what I'm talking about. So put some clothes on and come down to the Great Hall. Okay. Post haste. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm, all right. I don't know what you, I don't I don't know. All right, I shut the door. Don't get your kilt in a twist. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that feels like. Get it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I I slam the door. Rather, I mean, not like not like super hard, but you know, I close it with some umph. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I throw on some clothes. Probably some nice. Cl- I throw on some nice clothes. Because I'm going to try to buy my way out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Throw on your best bolo tie, etc. That's, right. That's right, yeah. I got the I got the, uh, <clears throat> the bison skin, you know, the whole nine. Mm-hmm, turquoise. That's, yeah, totally. Turqu- mm-hmm. I got turquoise ring on every finger. <laughs> <laughs> How could this possibly, <laughs> possibly <laughs> fail to impress? <laughs> Nothing can go wrong. Oh my goodness! All right. Um, meanwhile, back down at the tavern, the uh, the singing and the, uh, the reminiscing. Um, perhaps it's your presence there, Brexta. It's hard to say, but it seems to be having some kind of um, some kind of effect on the general the general gathering. Um, you know, the fire in the fireplace begins to dim in its brightness. And um, the candles begin to gutter in their in their wax. And uh, outside, you know, that October weather, it's been actually kind of a pleasant day, you know. Clouds skidding across the sky, but, you know, not too bad. But now the wind is beginning to pick up and the clouds are turning gray and gathering ominous, ominously overhead. Rain begins to fall. And uh, in the hall, McElroy is pacing back and forth when uh, Grant comes down, finally, looking, uh, you know, like a trendsetter. Insultingly fresh. <laughs> Insultingly fresh. That's right. Never smell, yeah. smelling of sandalwood. <laughs> and, uh, and McElroy says, did you have anything to do with my staff quitting on me today? Well, I guess that depends on what you mean by that, sir. <clears throat> I mean my almost my entire staff quit to move to America. You are an American. Did you have anything to do with this? Are you spreading sedition in my hall, sir? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Okay, let's not get into... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Let's not let's calm down. That's right. Where I come from, there's consequences, sir. <laughs> and uh if by having anything to do with your staff leaving if, <clears throat> if by that you mean i told them to quit i did not all right you're a man of your word and i'll take you at it can okay. you give me any insight into what's going on then well, it seems to me that they were allured by the promises of America, and they decided to 
up and go. Now, I may have been in, involved in that conversation, and uh, <laughs> but I in no way insinuated that they should, uh, you know, up and leave. That was of their own volition. However, I do understand that uh, how this looks, and I do understand that uh, now you are left without some servants here. And if there's anything I can do to make it up for you, I, I will do my best. Well, it's going to take me a while to find new servants that I can rely upon. That's going to be a heavy burden on my household, unfortunately. But that's for my concern and not yours. Well, I wouldn't want to hire anybody on your behalf, sir. Of course, of course. <sighs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about all this. It, um... It's not turning out the way you hoped, I'm sure. Especially this being your honeymoon and all. Well, it has been a, an exciting trip, uh, nonetheless. And this castle is quite beautiful, I must say. And of course, the help was uh, very nice. <laughs> How are the rest of you feeling about all this? <laughs> Yeah, are you guys there? Is everyone going back? Yeah, I was going to say, we're just yeah. watching this play out. Right. Pretty much. Yeah, I was like gnawing <laughs> on haggis while watching. <laughs> Got a popcorn bu bucket full of <laughs> haggis and blood sausage. We're just like, yeah. sneaking by to go have our tea party at the big window. <laughs> I'm, like, there's, I'm like, there's no tea. <laughs> Look, we can boil some water. It's not a big deal. <laughs> No, so basically, yeah, you're basically uh, in the grand hall of the castle, which uh, has a, you know, big fireplace. Uh, the walls are covered with, um, you know, uh, various antique pistols and uh, hunting rifles and then, like, lots of stuffed and mounted deer and elk heads uh, from hunting trophies. And then there's this kind of grand staircase that goes up you know, into the castle itself. Mm. All right. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know we were there. I definitely would have walked over while Grant was explaining himself, slap him on the back and vouch for him. Nice. No? Not too late now. My friend Grizzly Grant has known the countryside over for his tall tales and his love of his home country. I'm sure he was merely extolling this uh, sentiment and that, uh, such feelings made around whatever decisions the servants came to must have been uh their own you know that's exactly what happened to skander <laughs> funny you should mention that funny you should mention it's almost as if you were there <laughs> <laughs> me you know honesty is one of my uh virtues i just i calls him like a season that's right um. Yeah, I don't know. I do want. I do feel bad. Um. I want to. I don't know that there's much I can do. If <laughs> I've been looking through my spells and. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Remember how bad it was? Well, it's gonna get worse. It's about to get worse. Have you ever wanted service, but butter? <laughs> 
Have you ever wanted? Have you Did ever he say better? No. no. Butter. No. Butter. butter. <laughs> Two words for you. Butter butler. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> Keep talking. So, yeah. I, well, <clears throat> I don't want to get ahead of myself. This is Kenny talking. Definitely not Grant right now. Uh, but I do have the ability to transmute flesh into gold. So, if there, <laughs> don't give me that look. <laughs> Go on. Anyone else read the Merchant of Venice? Come on. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If we get like a human sacrifice together. We can fix this guy's financial problems. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I forgot other things were made of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that holiday ham back in the pantry. Yeah, <laughs> just like that. a pile of kippers. Like right. no, I could, I could do <laughs> human <laughs> servants who want a better life. <laughs> I didn't say. So, I didn't say servants. This is not about. This is not about class. It's just about humans. It'll be a random lottery. Yeah, not the servants. Turn turn the uh, the lady of the castle into gold. I mean, what's she doing? Laying around in her boudoir yeah. all day long. You know, <laughs> all are equal in the eyes of my dark lord Baphomet. That's right. She can literally be worth her weight in gold. Yeah, I can make that happen. Instead. So again, that was Kenny talking, not not Grizzly. Right. I don't know that, I don't know that that's legal. Um, but yeah, that's something that maybe we can work into the plot somehow, because there's no way that could go wrong. <laughs> nope. Uh, well, how are the rest of you feeling? I mean, there's a storm brewing up outside. Um, you know, where where are you at in terms of uh, the mystery? Here, no, I think we should still post up at that window and see if we can observe the goings-on. Sticking with that plan, I think, makes sense and, and all that. We'll just pass around um, uh, Grant's flask instead. Yeah, the only reason I suggested it to is because it's, like, in their wing, so I wasn't sure we'd just be allowed up there. Correct. Um... We might have to smooth things over first if we can, <laughs> or we might have to just abort that plan and go to the like side hatch and just try to catch him direct that way. I think the Laird might need some alone time, <laughs> but I do think everything's kind of smoothed over a little. He apologized to me. True. <laughs> I'll just say that. Hey, where'd that uh, ring of keys get off to? The main oh, I can scare the maid keys. again. Yeah, was she the maid who was uh, locking all the doors? Did she was she one of the ones who left? Oh yeah, absolutely. I wonder yeah. if she left the keys behind because if we could get our hands on that, then they all piled their belongings next to the giant chalk graffiti that says "Grizzly Grant for President." <laughs> Yeah, I think Haas will look around and see if he can spot, you know, keys to the castle anywhere. Okay. All right. Fair enough. How about the rest of you? Yeah, if T isn't looking to work out, 
I will kind of pretend like, oh, looks like there's some things left here to resolve. I'll just head back down to the village and get a bite and like, oh, go keep an eye on the side hatch. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, stepping outside, you see that it has turned into a full-blown gale at this point. Oh, it's like crazy donuts. Does, I mean, I don't know much about Scotland. I don't think Astrid does um, to know if this is unnatural or natural, but I am highly educated. Would I know if this seemed like a natural storm? Um, I mean, it's natural-ish. It's not, um, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not like... Go yeah, it's not like clouds, like right. right the there you go. Exactly. Yeah, uh, but it it is a pretty a pretty you know angry storm. Hmm. Oh, no side hatch today. This seems too dangerous. Um, and Brexta's still stuck down in town. Seemingly so. I hope she's okay. But <laughs> you know. Yeah. We should probably all shelter inside, including. Perhaps the servants who may want to rethink what a wonderful place this is, like gesturing to all the heads. Well, most of them have headed down to the uh, the pier at this point to, uh, you know, await the ferry back to the mainland. Damn, so they're scooting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. They're serial. I guess that's just how you did it back then. All right, yeah. Then I guess I'm right. going to hide out inside. Uh, Haas has gone in search of stuff. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, maybe no one left to lock the doors, at least. So we'll see. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, what, what's your, what's your end game there, Haas, if you do find the keys? Uh, I think it was just, you know, if, if the doors are locked, then yeah, we don't need the keys. It was just to gain access to parts of the castle that were off limits. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. If there are such places, which I'm assuming there are. Oh, normally, yeah. But uh, but yeah, what you find is that without the servants around, uh, you pretty much have free reign. All right. So my hand is my key. That's right. <laughs> Your hand is registered as a key. Well, I suppose we could... I mean, we could head to the window of triggering... And assume that he's too busy moping or whatever to stop us. But I don't know if anyone would try to put on a dress and go sneaking through the maze in this kind of weather. You do it now. You did you did any of you take the original dress or is that still in the tool shed? No, that you you put the glamour dress in the tool shed. Yeah, who the, has, the burlap who has, dress. Is who has the actual dress? Uh, Haas does, doesn't he? One of us. I mean, at the very least, if no one else wanted it, I would take it just because. Because dress. Well, because I left something funsies behind in its yeah. place. I'm not going to, like, right. ruin my joke. <laughs> yeah. And I thought the idea was, like, you had the original to, like, use to find the maker, and then, like, the fake one was in the shed or whatever. That's mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, so yeah, Brexta. Eventually, you know, you kind of finish up down at the at the pub, and uh, you can make your way back to the the castle at this point. Mm 
I think this feels like a supernatural gale. It's definitely something that's being brought on um, by some outside force, yes. I could, uh, well, I'll stay out of it for now, but I can uh, sense magic happenings. Brexta, can you do that also? I think... I think that my question was pretty much that. I don't have like an actual uh, skill in it, but mine's a spell, so I don't know if I didn't know if you had the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mine is more like a spidey sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Although I think it's things like uh, was it like my glamour ability lets me see through other glamours or something like that. Or might just be perception. Yes. 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 Um, yeah, you can. It, it, it's uh, glamour and sorcery work, work differently. So, um, you know, it's definitely not uh, sorcery grant. Like, you know, you're not getting any kind of feeling on that on that level. Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, so, yeah, uh, Brex is making your way back up to the castle. What are the rest of you doing? Yeah, I think I would at least try to head to the window and see mm-hmm. if I could keep watch. Yeah, I feel like I'm wanting to stick to that plan, like pretty, pretty stringently. That was our plan. I want to see it through. I think. Okay. Yeah, same. Cool. Question. Yes. As I'm heading up from the tavern, is it quicker to take like the main road, or is it quicker to take that little footpath that we found by the tool shed? Definitely the footpath. I think I'm going to choose to sneak back that way. Okay. Uh, you do so. The rest of you head up to the, um, you know, the south wing, which overlooks the uh, hedge maze, and... You know, the the hall is uh, unnaturally dark from the uh, from the the gloomy skies outside, and the windows are being splattered with rain. Obviously, the there are no tourists or anybody down in the maze in this kind of weather. And you watch from your vantage point for any sign of movement down there. Eventually, spying something. Before realizing that it is Brexta coming back up from the village. <laughs> that would be pretty dramatic. <laughs> ah, look there! It is her! <laughs> but smaller! And oh, it's Brexta! Hi, hello! <laughs> oh, did you see us in the window waving? Yeah! <laughs> hey! Wave back. <laughs> Now I imagine right. I can, I don't know, hit that etherealness and just like, like my hair is not even must. I'm just like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Look, you're like, you're like an elf walking on snow. It's just, there's no, there's no issue here. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Rain, rain cancellation, perhaps. Yeah, when Brexta gets back to us inside, though, I'd be, I would say, like, oh, I'm so glad you made it in this weird weather. It got all crazy all of a sudden. 
Yes, well, I suppose it uh, does that sometimes. It does make me wonder who's about, but, you know, sometimes it just has a mind of its own, especially this close to the coast. Well, nothing weird has happened here at all. <laughs> there's no there's no tension and everything's just normal. Did mm-hmm. you see a group of chanting um ex servants stomping their way down to the ferry? Did I? Uh you definitely heard a commotion at some point, but of course you were in the tavern and people were singing songs oh, yeah, and whatnot. So yeah. Fun. I was imagining yeah. like a cut scene where everyone's like, Oh no, I hope she's okay and then it's like leading the chant, like standing on a table or something like that. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Exactly. It's like the opening credits in Goonies where like <laughs> every character gets their little interaction <laughs> with the mob running by. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose at this point it's wait for the weather to clear up and see if we can figure it out another day or decide that Yes, it's probably a sham, but it's not actually dangerous, because that was my main task here. I was asked to see if it actually was a banshee, and it doesn't seem so. No, it doesn't doesn't seem that way. (laughs) I don't think banshees have to borrow dresses. I think they just have them. Is it? Do I know enough about banshees to know whether or not they tend to be like I don't know prideful or anything like that they can be very protective okay. I guess I'm just wondering like because the weather is a little suspicious I mean <laughs> lots of things can raise nature as it were but I'm kind of wondering if nobody knows what happens to like the OG banshee uh if she would be upset or offended if somebody is dressing up and masquerading. It's a possibility. So you have your suspicions. Do you want to try and confirm those suspicions would be my question. Look, I've got a magic spell. I can, I can charm people. Hmm. We, we, I could, I could just try to charm the Laird, and that it would at least get him more cooperative to like our questioning. Or. I mean, we, you know, we could be like, we saw this lady in the church, like, or do you know, do you know this lady or whatever? Or we could just, I mean, what's, what's the other plan? Just run this later down? It's up to you guys. Hmm. Yeah, I think maybe it would. Is it like I, you know, <laughs> he has like his diary, like dear diary. Today I hatched a scheme to make money for the <laughs> castle. It's going great. Love. <laughs> Not going great. Um. Yeah. 
Plan was so good. Mm. It's almost as though somebody knew the plan was happening and needed a way to foil it. I wonder what the lady of the castle is up to. I know where her room is if we want to say hello. That's true. All right. You going to bust in the, the door of their uh, private chambers? Um, <laughs> I can have we, like eavesdrop or something like yeah, that. Yeah, can we just cup and, and ear and door? <laughs> sure. Um, so you, uh, I mean, you're already kind of in that part of the castle anyway. So you head down to the uh, the doors. To the uh, the private bedchambers, put your ears to the to the panels, and you can indeed hear uh, some low chatter coming from inside. Sounds like the Laird and the Lady are both in there. They're talking. I can't quite make out what they're saying, Brex. I don't know if you have uh, enough. <laughs> to uh, oh. <laughs> invisible your way in there. Uh, I could certainly try. Only if you think it's worth it. They're definitely talking about something. Oh, I do love spying on people. <laughs> that being said, what I really need are some wands. I don't mm. have any. However, Mm. What would I need to get like a great success? What's, what's your etherealness normally? It is at good. Good. So you just need two more points. Okay. Um, yeah, then maybe let's go ahead and dump this guy and this guy. Sure. All right. I can make myself into like a an inconspicuous mist and go in through the keyhole, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like a tiny mouse or something. All right. So you um, you do so, and as you uh, float down to the carpeted floor, you can hear that they're having a somewhat quiet argument. Uh, Lady McElroy is in the middle of, of saying, uh, you know, don't try to tell me otherwise. I know, I know that my morning dress has gone missing. I had that specially made. And the laird is just, you know, saying like, um, ah, you're a daft woman. You only had the, the one in the closet. You didn't have two. You're misremembering. You're, you're, your memory hasn't been as good ever since, you know. And, and gaslighting uh, asshole. Uh-huh. Your memory hasn't been as good since, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm kind of feeling good about what happened with the servants. <laughs> we 
can okay. just do a murder and let her inherit the castle or whatever. <laughs> Straight up, I could I could cast disintegrate, or I could turn his ass oh to God. gold. <laughs> I was wondering. I think that I can do like throwing my voice and stuff like that. Uh huh. Is it possible to do something like, uh, like emulating kind of like a an ethereal, otherworldly like wail of his name outside? Oh sure, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. I would love like a really like dramatic moment. Absolutely. Okay. The dramatic moment uh, presents itself uh, almost instantaneously as Lady McElroy says, "How dare you? How dare you try and put it on that? You should be ashamed of yourself." Thomas McElroy. So like, yeah, like a Thomas, but like over the wind somehow, through the window kind of a thing. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so that that happens, and he immediately spins around, and he's looking at the window, and he's turned white as a sheet, you know. Um, the rest of you out in the hall hear it as well. But then you hear it echoed from behind you at the far end of the hall. Well, obviously, I turn around and look yeah. at the scary thing. Phasmophobia, fingers in my eyeballs, and then I die. <laughs> <laughs> so as you turn to look, uh, you see that the doors at the far end of the hall have just flown open, accompanied by a dramatic flash of lightning. And there's a figure standing in the doorway. Now, the servants being gone, no one's going around and lighting candelabra or anything, right? So, um, you know, it's just this kind of dimly silhouetted figure in the, in the half light of, uh, of the early evening that's coming in through the, the darkened clouds. But it appears to be a woman in a black dress that's almost moving of its own accord as if wind, invisible wind is whipping it around. And there's a black veil. Not the same exact style of the one that we found. Uh, no, this is like, it's very tattered and raggedy, yeah. you know, and there's oh. this black veil that's just clinging over the face, you know? I mean, uh, the residents did tell me that there was a real black lady that protected the aisle. So as Astrid, I'm going to assume this the lady. And I'd be like, oh, my lady. And I'll like, you know, curtsy, whatever, act casual. Yeah, this is normal. For, for Thomas or whatever. So I'll be like, this is the room. If you need to find him, we were trying to figure out what's going on. Very suspicious. Let me just open that door for you. Yeah, so here you go. <laughs> Don't murder me. That's fine. Everyone else following suit or anyone else want to do something differently? Uh, first of all, I imagine my wife is probably screaming. So I hold her and she buries her. <laughs> oh, I thought you left her up in the uh, up in the guest chambers. Oh, no, she's probably down here chilling. <laughs> okay. Not chilling no more. That's right. Yeah, she's freaking out and I hold her and yeah. You know, my courage is good is, is great. So I'm I'm holding my ground even though Grant's a little weak in the knees when it comes to ghosts. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And just, I would definitely be offering as much exposition as I could in my politeness to her, like, oh, the real black lady protector of this fine isle, you have returned to your home. Welcome, welcome, doorway. <laughs> right this way. Uh, yeah, I'm going to let Astrid do the talking, because uh, obviously yeah. she's braver than I am. Iskander is also screaming. <laughs> Not very uncharacteristic. <laughs> and uh, he's probably hugging on to Grant as well. Because my, my courage is only <laughs> average. <laughs> as a man of science, I've never been confronted with something like this before. So you have your lady wife on one side burying her her face in your chest, and me on the other side is kind of like holding on to both you're, of you. <laughs> you got like your hands on both of our like arms, and you're trying to hide behind us, but you're still too, you're way wider than both of us. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, pro- probably. Because that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll charge like through a, a, a hail of machine gun bullets. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll charge through a hail of machine gun bullets to protect my friends. No problem. But what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, just completely. I told you it's the real black lady protector of this I'll return to their home. If there's a chance for me to regain my composure, it's because Astrid is just like, completely, mm. you know, just. Told, you know, business as usual with this, so we'll see. But for now, like that—that's that's freaking me out, big time. And how about Frederick? Oh, uh, yeah, Frederick is terrified uh, beyond the capacity for rational thought. Mm-hmm. Excellent. He's uh, just going to flatten himself against the wall, right? <laughs> and take a little nips off of his uh, absinthe flask. <laughs> absinthe flask. All right. So the lady like Bunsen burner on the bottom of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he just drinks it straight. It's disgusting. Oh, God. <laughs> um. So, uh, so the the lady in black begins to move forward with a kind of floating, you know, motion, like as if she's on casters, and um, and she raises up a, an arm. And you see a, a long, pale white, bony hand pointing, you know, forward at the at the door, and uh, and in a voice which I will not attempt because I don't want to give myself vocal nodes, but uh, it sounds like quote rusting nails dragging across pitted metal sheets. She says, I am Katir Anaba, and I am the Banshee of the Isle of Arryn. For years now I have wandered afar, looking for a way to take back my home from the greedy and the cruel. Now I have returned and discovered the laird of his this castle, repaying my good intentions by mocking both my name and my legacy with a pale imitation. Yes. We are actually sent here to discover what was behind this whole charade. You, I'm so happy you are back to fix this whole situation. <laughs> I imagine she was like just taking like a dramatic pause for like a breath and yeah. like looks like I'm not done. I had more to say <laughs> in my monologue. No, actually that was it. Uh, now, uh, Brexta, you're in the bedchamber and you and the Laird and Lady can all hear this as well. It's like as if it's on a PA system, you know? And uh, And McElroy, you know, backs up backpedals so fast that he actually like trips over the little 
you know, a uh, little couch at the at the base of his bed and falls back on the mattress, you know. Can I do like a cool little like rush of wind against the back of his neck and like a whisper like, "What have you done, Thomas?" Ooh, nice, nice. All right, so he uh, he 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 jumps up at the sound of that. Uh, Lady McElroy is looking utterly confused and and terrified, and uh, and so Thomas uh, rushes forward. You know, one of his uh, one of his slippers flying off. You know, and he and he throws the doors open, so now you you can all see him, and and he looks uh, pale, terrified. His eyes are like saucers. You know, and, and he goes, "Oh, it's true! It's all true! I was only trying to raise money. We're broke. We don't have any money." Uh, it was the only thing I could think of. Uh, it's it's all on that 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 pastor's daughter down in the village. She came to me. She asked me to, to if she could if there was anything she could do to help. I came up with a scheme, but she carried it out. She's wearing my wife's old morning weeds. But I I swear it was all in good intention. I didn't mean to hurt anybody. Oh please don't hurt me. No dice. <laughs> Can I no, just appear no mercy. as like a floating version of the dress, but like no body, just Ooh. Like, right behind him? Nice. <laughs> Excellent. So he says, oh God, please have mercy on me. Oh Jesus, oh please. You know, and he's like just burying his face in the rug at this point, you know. <laughs> it's quite pathetic. I cast Disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs> Disintegrate. <laughs> yeah, I'm just turning to the, like the scared group out in the hallway. Like, I really don't think it's a good idea for him to like ask Jesus for help. I mean, the banshee's right here. I don't think she'd like it very much. <laughs> Awkward. What? So, what? can we can we divine what she wants or like what her end goal is? Is there like a peaceful? Uh, well, she she seems set on on vengeance. She's quite upset. But, you know, I mean, she's not an automaton, you know, if someone wants to try and talk to her. Maybe I could. Yeah. Do, do we want to? That's well, the question. I, like, the lady seems that... nice. Maybe just eat his face and then hang out on the <laughs> island. Or, honestly, my thought is, um, I don't know, appearing as myself, I'll drop my little facade. But yeah. I did get to hear the townsfolk talk about how much they've missed her. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she really is remembered, you know, they didn't fall for the trick, and I know that, you know, for the for the residents that she once protected, right? Like, mm-hmm. they didn't even, like, blame her or weren't upset, like, you know, nobody was angry at her leaving, they were all really understanding. And so I feel like trying to reach out to her, you know, that the people who are here, like, still yearn for her comfort and for her help, you know, that her... um her legacy has not been forgotten is maybe like the least tragic angle to spin. Right. For all mm-hmm. this. I love that idea. I, I do want to ask David. Yep. It has anything that the Laird has done been illegal. No. Okay. So there's no like, we're taking you to jail. Like, no, just unethical. Either, right. He just gets yeah. dragged to hell or he gets away with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Fair. Rex to take it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that that's more or less what you are saying to directly to uh, to the banshee. Yes, I think okay. I would, you know, get a 
appear in my normal form, small mm-hmm. and humble, mm. and uh, for once, and um, <laughs> yeah, just kind of like walk up to her and like, mm. you know, sister, the townsfolk, you know, their love for you is true, and they have missed you all these years. They have not forgotten the great gift of your presence, and they remember. They have not been fooled. I know that they would feel truly truly blessed in their own way to have you back with them again. Nice. Alright, your choice of charisma or social graces to pull this off. Well, my charisma is great. Hello. And, let's see. I I don't think I have any cups right now that I could always just drop some cards. Mm-hmm. If that's helpful. Um, if you emptied your hand, it would be helpful. Yes. All right. Let's do that. <laughs> the, the last hour of the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Damn. Boom. All right, that bumps it from an eight to a twelve, which gives you a full success, because indeed. From an eight. Uh, uh, you said great, right? I did. Okay, that's so yeah, great is eight. Now, yeah, normally you need an exceptional, but if it's a fairy specifically says here if it's a fairy trying to calm down the banshee then it's only a great so uh you're able to bump yourself to a full and so you you can see like you can see through this veil you know and it's very like 90s music video with the with the fan just blowing the veil against the face you know kind of thing uh but yeah her 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 face under the veil is like you know the skin pulled taut over the bones but uh the expression was one of uh, unbridled fury, but as you begin talking to her, it softens, you know, as she listens. And uh, and then she looks down at Laird McElroy and she says, If what you say is true, then perhaps you are only trying to do what is best for the island. I can work with you, Laird McElroy, and the people of this isle. What must needs be done is we buy back as much of the land as possible from the steam lords who purchased it to begin with. In my travels, I have discovered the location of a hidden treasure. Unfortunately, it is inaccessible at its current location in its current form. However, should the gold be recovered, we may be able to repurchase enough of the island to restore the old ways. And so with that obvious plot hook dangling in front of you... Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> the greatest plot hook of all time. Indeed. Uh, stack in the doorway, like... Right. Yeah. <laughs> steam lords, gold, gold, and hidden treasure. treasure. Over the steam yeah. lords, don't mind if we do. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we will. Uh, we will draw a curtain on the haunting of Brodick Castle, uh, and uh, move on to our final story, beginning next week. Oh. Hmm. Indeed. <laughs> But what an awesome adventure. 
yes and uh and just so you know i mean it was an option just to let the banshee go ham uh she would have (laughs) she would have uh tormented laird mcelroy and fiona the pastor's daughter uh with her glamour induced nightmares until she grew bored with that at which point she would have just rendered them uh limb from limb unfortunately that would have then well see unfortunately it would have then set up a a haunting of an angry ghost at the castle for any future residents who would have then also been torn apart uh you know her castle i mean stop moving in yeah it happens happens. it's occupied okay occupado (laughs) (laughs) doctor people keep getting rent limb from limb at his castle i can stop going there (laughs) (laughs) this is a job for karnaki the ghost finder (laughs) (laughs) all right well that was it that was brought at castle everybody so that was awesome yeah just to celebrate our finishing up in scotland i will send you all one of my favorites donald wears your trousers um as you should all listen to because it's hilarious Um, everyone needs a song about a guy in a kilt and all the ladies asking where his trousers are trousers are uh wind blows up and the wind blows down nice nice yeah all right i've got the same last name as this guy oh it's the person who did it yeah. yeah. Nice. Andy Andy Stewart. Distant relative, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably. Oh man. <laughs> oh, a Jacobite, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> now I have to move again. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like uh... a <laughs> yeah, right. Damn. Oh, man. So okay, so we could really make up a pamphlet like a PDF of like enjoy a stay at beautiful castle rental. <laughs> Brought it castle. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> that because that was awesome. What? Yeah, a... you... Oh, I was gonna go say, yeah, yeah, what... yeah. Was there like you could let the ghost go ham, mm-hmm. or or you could was there was there any other op- option or was there anything we missed? You got most could of we it. Let her go like half ham. Like spiral ham, right? Right. Where it's like just kill like, this guy, then hang out and work with the lady, right? And maybe also, you know, heal her uterus or find her a new good husband or something. Right. Right. Um, let's see here. So you can decide to let the banshee punish Thomas and Fiona. This will mean their brutal deaths as she plagues them with glamour nightmares before ripping them apart mm-hmm. with her bare hands. Nice. Um, once the two and any who try to defend them are dead, she will depart. She has no desire to punish anyone but the two conspirators. But then it notes later that you would later hear reports of people being murdered at the castle. Uh, then you can attempt to reason with her, which you did. And then finally, you can just attempt to fight uh, the Banshee to drive her away. Well, which is your I, least your least optimal uh, yeah. solution i, I did con- i did consider it i considered it for a moment just I was yeah. like, shooting her if you if you recall 10 years ago when we started this adventure i was like <laughs> i was like can you shoot ghosts can you shoot ghosts yeah <laughs> Short answer, no. Right. <laughs> man, we don't have no proton packs and right. ghost traps and shit like that, man. Like we... yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. The main, the main thing, uh, the main thing you didn't uncover is just the the pastor's daughter's side of the story, which is that uh, McElroy basically promised to pay her 
for doing this so that she could uh pursue her dream of moving to london to uh sing on the on the big stage so if that had come out i would have actually worked pleasant back into the narrative because they would have like gone off to form a comedy duo or something <laughs> was she like half fairy or anything like that no she's just the pastor's daughter okay <laughs> i i thought i was i was like the voice of an angel oh right yeah no that's that's the clue that she you know has a a, a Wants to yearning to a perform future. yeah yeah and they were having an affair too oh they were Oh, they were. Oh, yeah. On yeah. top of everything. On top, On top of, of everything. Yeah, yeah. They were. McElroy sucks. He really yeah. Does. Yeah, he's a problematic fave for sure. <laughs> problematic favorite. <laughs> anyway. All right, y'all. That was a good one. Thank you very much. Thank you very Thank much. You. Yes, mm-hmm. that was awesome.